What's that? What's his name? Tony. Tony Stark, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. What is up, dude? What's up, boss? How you doing? Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for Good having me. Good to see me. you. Yeah. It's nice to see you were uh, fully intact. Yeah. 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 Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It has been. 17th time is the charm, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 17th or 50th. <laughs> no one's keeping track. How's everything feeling anyway? Good. Good. Things are going well. This is uh, the longest I've survived in a spring training in about six years, so. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. What, what are we, like, 20 days in? Yeah, I think so. Something I'm like usually, that. Yeah, I'm usually on the shelf by now. <laughs> we're battling. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm actually feeling really good. feel like I'm getting better each day too, so it's exciting to be trending in the opposite direction. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you can actually work on stuff and try to compete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And play actually, baseball. Yeah. Play baseball, show up and not have to just get a laser on my arm for a couple hours. How you doing? Good. Feeling good? Throwing like a wimp. Throwing like 91, 92. That's all right. Uh, outs count the same. That's right. <laughs> That's just so lame. Yeah. 92. It's not uh, not quite as fun looking back, but yeah. Moving like an idiot. It's great. Just going like uh, hunching over and then like pulling out of it and just uh, 92. Great. I Wonderful. mean, yeah. Gonna, Perfect mechanics there. Gonna clean that up a little bit. Uh, start throwing harder. Clevenger is actually throwing like six to eight right now. Clevis? It's just making me so mad. <laughs> That's tough. It's just grinding my gears. So I'm sure he's letting you know about it too. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> like just every chance he gets. Yeah. Bro, I mean, my changeup's harder than your fastball. <laughs> I mean, that guy, I mean, he's max effort in absolutely everything he does, though. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive how he can handle that. Yeah. It's but, wild. Yeah. He was, he was like that when we were playing together, too. It was just, but I mean, he didn't have four elite pitches in it. He just, <laughs> just going to rear back and throw it as hard well, as he could. Well, I mean, he has three elite pitches. He has two elite pitches. He has a good curveball, and his changeup sucks. There you go. I yeah. wear him out about that all the time. <laughs> Like, dude, your changeup is just, you got to clean that up, man. It's just not good. Yeah. Just not good at all. He gets all mad. It's like, yeah, it's only not good because I'm throwing at 94. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's incredible. So yeah. you guys are just uh, the dynamic duo now, huh? Yeah, Two I guess. very different personalities, but very similar at the same time. Yeah, I think we're both just, like, really intense competitors. Yeah. And then different in almost every other aspect. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of bond over, like, shit-talking each other. Yeah. And then that makes both of us better. Yeah. And then we just like go our separate separate routes. Yeah. I mean, the hair and he's just like a social butterfly. Yeah. Which yeah. I just, I'm not that way. Uh -huh. You know. But he's good, man. He's really good. He's in a good spot. Yeah. Um, You've been doing like these like every night. Kind of. Uh, we've got we've done seven so far. Nice. You're our eighth guest. We got uh, the most, most noticeable, huh? Probably the biggest, most uh, known name. Yeah. I mean, definitely middle of the road at least. <laughs> no. <that's not laughs> close. Yeah. No, uh, no, going along pretty well. Um, it's fun, though. Yeah. Just shoot the shit with yeah, guys, exactly. talk about whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's easy enough. Um, you see all the driveline boys this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did a podcast with Kyle. Nice. That, that was, was great. Um, and my dad, actually, which is just a riot. Like, anytime you get those two together, 
my dad just starts ripping on Kyle. Like Kyle rips on my dad. And then I just get to sit there and listen to the whole thing unfold. Because normally it's my dad ripping on me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I just yeah. get to just sit here and watch everything. <laughs> this is fun. But uh, yeah, I did that. Went to dinner with Sam last night. Talked to him. Dude, that preview of the thing you're doing with uh, on Bodhi, the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He looks like he's 14 years old. Dude. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's 10 years ago, I guess. But it's, like, he looks like a completely different human. It's, it's amazing. Insane. It's amazing, yeah. Some, I mean, you know how that is, though. You get, like, teenager photos of yourself. Yeah. Like, I, my mom was showing me scrapbook pictures of myself the other day. Because, uh, actually, for the Sports Illustrated article, I had to send in pictures of me, like, as a kid. Uh -huh. So she's like, oh, let's sit down. And, like, this will be great. We'll go over scrapbook pictures, you know, Relive the childhood. I'm like, all right, let's 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 do it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. This will be fun. I'm like, the first picture, I'm like, nope, nope. No, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> out. Yeah, next. Move on. Uh, That's great. I had uh, I had chicken pox when I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the bathroom taking a shower. And uh, just like got done, with the, got, got done with the shower, turned the water off. Like reach for the towel and she's just like busting the door, just snapping pictures. That's tragic. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so those like popped up on the feed and I was like, Mom, like, you gotta get rid of those. Like, you can get arrested. You gotta send those into MLB oh, Instagram. Oh my goodness, you can get arrested for that stuff now. That's what moms are for, though. Yeah, you gotta no capture all the brutal moments. Between uh, between that and. Uh, the one-year-old pictures of me just running around our backyard. We had like one of those sprinkler head things that like sprays water in all sorts of different directions. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm just running around our backyard naked, like running <laughs> through the sprinkler. She got all sorts of pictures of like two-year-old Trevor just like running around the backyard. Letting it swing. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> love it. This is no good. Absolutely we gotta, love it. We gotta, we gotta hide these, man. Yeah. These are gonna pop up at my wedding or something one day, and <laughs> exactly. it's just not gonna be a good yeah. deal. Bad, bad luck. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of stuff in, like that in your closet. Oh yeah. 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 I got. I mean, my mom will randomly send Bradley and I like a. <laughs> we got like this full Step Brothers album with like the hand on shoulder. <laughs> like I mean, Bradley was the fattest little baby too. Just the oh, yeah? fattest cheeks in the history of the world. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Dude, I gotta I gotta get some of those pictures from you, man. Yeah, I'll fire one off at you right now. That's that's awesome. This is dynamite. Yeah. Oh, this I is, can't wait. I mean, some of the outfits are just as about as tragic as they come. I'm just gonna get one of these is gonna just accidentally appear on the television screens oh, in the clubhouse. That, that is exactly what we need. <laughs> It's crazy how he's got like zero body fat now because he was literally like probably the fattest baby you've ever seen. Yeah, I saw him earlier this spring training running out to the outfield in like skin tight, like knee high pants. And he looked like a giraffe, like a baby giraffe. Yeah, he does. Just like gangly legs going everywhere. Like, I mean, dude. drinking some of that. <laughs> oh my. That is that for the camera. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And then here's, we got big time right over his shoulder with the sweet red suit and the oh, you looking fly bow tie. Yeah. That's right. All the swag. <laughs> Shout out, mom. Thanks for that. I'll fire that at you. Oh man, that's that's too good. Yeah, but he, I mean, just the fattest little baby in the world. <laughs> the fact that there was any athleticism hiding in there anywhere is pretty wild, but. Um, he's got he's got some athleticism now. He does. He does. I've seen a couple of those still photos of him like 
five feet off the ground, like I fully know. extended, catching stuff in the outfield. Yeah, it's insane. And then the one of him like fully extended, like going to catch a ball, but the, the wall is just right here. Yeah, just wait, just ready to just get <laughs> hit by a truck. Dude. That you got to just uh, let, chill a little bit this year. Yeah, hopefully. It's a lot better to have him on the field than yeah. in, in, the uh, in the training room. In the, Dude, he the, hit that the, ball so hard. Oh, in New York? Oh, my God. Because yeah, the, the ball was hit, and the stadium was, like, going crazy. Yeah. It got a hit, and then I, we still just heard, like, boom, like, all the way in the dugout. And we're like, that's Dude, just. He's, yeah. That's just, like, he's got one gear. He's also, I mean, you know, he doesn't really think things through very. Yeah. <laughs> What, dude? I just saw it and I hit it. <laughs> saw, saw the ball. I was trying to catch it. <laughs> it's pretty Bradley for you. Oh, yeah. He's great, though. Yeah. He'll be welcomed back with open arms when he gets back. Yeah. He said he feels he's, great. He's doing well. Yeah. yeah. He said Start, he feels great. He, wants to, he just wants to play. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part about rehab, man. It's like you get through the initial, like, week or two of – I mean, you know this better than anybody. Yeah. But – week or two of like ah shoot this sucks and then you're just like man i just want to go play and then yeah. you're like i got two months or six months dude, or whatever or left six like, years yeah <laughs> without knowing it you got this though dude yeah this is this is your year this, this is, is positivity 2019 i love it and i'm just gonna pump you up <laughs> all it. of it need it that's uh, right i'm fired up though dude it was i mean i'm as cliche as it gets i'm trying like trying as hard as i can just to take it like one day at a time because mm -hmm. If I look at it, the whole picture right now, I think it would just be too overwhelming. But yeah, there is nothing worse than being hurt, like just nothing. I've been very fortunate in my career yeah. to like never have missed time. Yeah. And then last year just was like the most miserable. Like I was the worst person to be around. I don't know how like teammates, training staff, yeah. strength coaches, whatever, didn't just kill me because <laughs> I was so miserable to be around. Yeah. So that was bad. tough timing for you though too. Yeah, it was brutal. But I mean, yeah, at it's least the, it wasn't. It's the, it's the nature of the game. Yeah, you know? stuff yeah. happens all the time. At least it wasn't your arm because you can keep yeah. keep that moving and figure out a way to get at least working on that. So when you come back, you're still sort yeah. of sharp. Yeah. But God, there's just nothing worse. And then setback after setback after setback, and especially the worst for me was getting like a taste and like getting back to the point where it's like okay I'm back and like having like two or three good outings where Velo is back and yeah still felt like ass but like being able to go out there and get outs yeah and then just nosediving again yeah like wake up the next morning and just like ah, I can't even lift my arm up it's just like this is trash. that's brutal but it's like you getting that feeling back of like that competition like I'm back that's what keeps you like keeps you going oh, it's no like doubt. I can't hang it up like I got like I still have it. Yeah. It's just I got to figure out a way to maintain that. And the adrenaline rush is like, dude, there's is no the better thing. feeling. Yeah. Just, like, just the comp, just being out there and just having a guy in the box be like, yeah, my best, let's go. best buddy. Like, yeah. Let's, you're, let's get it on. It's the best feeling, man. And then, like, because there's other things in life that I'm passionate about. You know, I love doing stuff off the field, but just don't. I don't get the same like. Like rush. Yeah, it's like a high. I, I have. Yeah. yeah, like I struggle to go to sleep at night. Like I'll be exhausted after a game. Yeah, I'll You're just wired. lay in bed till like three, four, yeah. or five in the morning, just yeah. like my mind just going. Yeah, you're just like replaying throughout through the whole oh, yeah. the whole outing, the whole game. And oh, it's yeah. just yeah, it's crazy. It's literally like like a high. Mm -hmm. It's like a drug. That competitive rush. Yeah, and getting that taken away is yeah. awful. So what was what what was your rehab process like? 
because I, I don't know very I know you've been injured quite a bit but yeah. I don't know what like the process has been or anything like that so what like like as far as what injuries you, I had and stuff were you or? out yeah like what were you were you out here in Arizona like where yeah, I was out here for the I mean I sort of like would split it up so it wasn't like consistent out here is like I'd get back and then I'd go play and then I'd have to come back and then I'd go play and then I'd have another surgery and I'd right. be out here all off season the off seasons out here are the worst because there's nobody here mm-hmm. and I guess there's younger guys here, but I mean, being out here at all right. to rehab is the worst. But yeah, I was doing everything out here for the better part of five years, and then just not seeing results basically was just devastating. Yeah. But here we are, buddy. That's right. Overcome. Other end of the tunnel. Overcome. Yeah. Overcome. Yeah. What? Uh, so you're out here doing rehab, and you're what? How long does rehab take? Every, like four hours, six yeah, hours, th- yeah, whatever. Yeah, four hours, but you get in there at seven in the morning and you do your stuff and you lift or whatever and then you go, I mean, out in surprise, there's not a not whole th- lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> I lived out there for five years in spring training Yeah. Uh, with Bukel. Okay. You know Bukel, right? Have I, you met him? I, I think I've met him. Yeah. I think so. Um, but he, I mean, he was with the Rangers, so he was right across the street from uh-huh. the facility. We always used to live together. Yeah. It's like just finding a place to eat dinner is like yeah. kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. It's actually starting to blow up a little bit now because I got that college there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, got an in and out now. That's kind of dope. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> raising canes. And That's nice. uh, there's some more, like, more restaurants that are coming in. So, it's like, it's not bad play. Like, everything's new. Like, the infrastructure is nice. But it's like, if you're, when I was back then, 23, 24, like, there's not much to do. Yeah. And so, I get done at like 11 a.m. or noon, and you just go back to your apartment. And it's like, well, now what? <laughs> and like, you can't play golf because you're hurt. You right. can't do anything like active, which I'm like a very active outdoors no, person. Me too. Person. Like, I got to be I, doing something. Yeah, everything I love to do sit. involves being like physical activity. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just like, what's a new Netflix show I can watch? What's a new book I can read? And after a week of that, you're just like, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here, and then it's you look at the the calendar. Oh, let's go! This looks That's phenomenal. Right. That does look awesome. Absolutely. All right, well, I'm gonna dive in. Yeah, go for it. Um, I want to eat first. This looks incredible. I'm starving. Too, so this is cheese is my absolute weakness. <laughs> Dude, cheese and crackers. That's a Fontina there. That's a Morbier from Northern France too. All right. This is full service. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you. I'm gonna fly that your way. No, you're good. Oh, how weird. Texting like last week, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, I'm getting kind of bored in these spring training games. <laughs> like, just need the regular season to get here." It's like, what a what a different place to be. No, <laughs> I'm just out here grinding throughout, and it's like <laughs> every pitch is like, "This is the most important pitch of my life." Mm-hmm. You're out there mic'd up, just having the time of your life. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's definitely a new feeling for me. I've never really had a spring training like this, but I'm finally coming off a good year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I finally got my ERA before. You have bad years, have you? They've just been, like, extremely mediocre. Like, Not up to your expectations. And just, like, a low to mid-four ERA, like, yeah. Through a decent amount of innings, mm-hmm. struck out a decent amount of guys, walked too many, mm-hmm. won some games, lost too many, like just kind of. What do you think the biggest adjustment was for you between 
Right, last year that made that big of a difference to make that big of a jump in like results at least. Uh, added a slider, and so. Think that was it. Yeah, well, I had a secondary like off-speed pitch that I could throw. Yeah. To punch guys out and that or helps. to end at bats. Yeah. So what used to happen to me is like, I'll get to two strikes, and then I would go to my curveball because it was my best pitch. Yeah. But everybody knew that. Yeah. And so if I missed by a little bit, or even if I threw a good pitch, they could foul it off or whatever. Yeah, and then it was like they're sitting on it. The at bat would go two pitches more, three pitches, give up a hit. Yeah. Like I'd finally throw a fastball and it's a bloop or whatever. You know, it's like then I got to get the next guy. Um, and then those pitches add up. Right. So now instead of going seven, I'm yeah. six or five and a third, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's like that extra guy on base. So when I do give up a double, it's a run. Mm -hmm. right? And then that inning extends a little bit. And then I walk a guy in because I've got guys on base, so i got to be careful. And then, you know, so things just spiral a little bit. Yeah. But having that second pitch that I can like bounce back and forth between finishing guys with the curveball or with a slider was super helpful because they couldn't sit on anything. You know? Yeah. And so I turned lineups over a lot better. Uh, pitch count came down, walk totals came down, all that stuff. And that's all like the most important stuff for a starter. Right. You want to go deep. You want to be efficient. Yeah. And I mean, those are probably the two most important things. Yeah. I mean, I would give up like three runs or something, but I only go four and a third or five innings. And yeah. so then your ERA is six or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas now I'd give up a couple early, and then I'd end up in the seventh or the eighth, and then the ERA is three. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's so. The way to do it. Yeah, that, and then just understanding too, like how the league adjusts mm -hmm. to you, and like what's important. Like it takes a couple of months for the league to figure out kind of what you're doing and like to make the adjustment. Mm -hmm. uh, it happens a little quicker in division if you're if you play in like if you're heavy against a certain opponent up front if they face you two or three times. Yeah. Then they can adjust really quick. Mm -hmm. So I had a start last year. I'd, I had a string of like eight games or something that I'd punched out eight or more. I pitched against Sorry the Twins for the third for the third time that year, and I struck out three. And they just like I couldn't. They wouldn't chase anything. I couldn't get anything by them. Like they're that's on the worst, everything. Dude. That's the worst feeling. Yeah, that's, that's like awful. dude, just swing at it. Like yeah. it's a good pitch, swing. Yeah. They're like missing by this much on a slider, and the guy's just like, I'm like, what's happening? What? Yeah. That was literally a strike the entire way. It probably was a strike. Yeah. The umpire could have easily called that. Mm -hmm. You know, but then. Before I it would like I wouldn't recognize those things, mm. and it would go two or three more starts, or and then someone would hit it instead of just taking it. They'd hit the pitches that I was doing yeah. whatever. So is but, it like uh, a noticeable like it's like everything's going well, and then is it like something where it's like, oh shit, like, so, these guys are figuring it out. Like, yeah, is it, like just happens. Yeah, so I was like, it, so it wasn't noticeable in the game. I couldn't figure it out because you know how it is. Like you're in the moment, you're yeah. like. Just frustrated, like you're not seeing, like oh, that's a good pitch. What yeah, the hell? Yeah. You know, are you're not doing? thinking clearly. Yeah. And then I watched it after the game, and I was like, oh, I get it. I know exactly what they're doing. Hey, let me get some numbers from the front office just to confirm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm throwing sliders 98% of the time in 0-2 and 1-2 counts. Like that's probably not going to work. Yeah. I should throw something else. Yeah. You know. And then I faced them literally the next start. So five days later, I punched out 11 and in seven innings and like gave up two hits because right. I started doing the things that like the opposite of what you yeah, were doing exactly yeah and then they're confused right mm -hmm. so how, mu how much are you like study like how much how deep into a scouting report do you go pre-start like are you are you pitching i mean obviously every pitcher wants to stay with your strength mm -hmm. versus their weakness but how much are you like diving into that pre pre-start so i had reports created that basically handle all that so i can just get a I get like a visual image and it, it takes all that into account. Basically, 
it looks at, there's three charts that I get for each hitter. Um, I get my strength against righty. So if it's right-handed mm -hmm. hitter, I get my strength where my pitches play the best against all generic righties. Mm -hmm. I get a chart of where that specific hitter hits my pitches or my type of pitches the best. And it's bucketed by like, okay, if I'm 94 on average, then all fastballs between 93 and 96 or 93 and 95 with similar movement profiles. So I get those two. So like my pitches against this specific hitter, my pitches against all righties, and then I get the overlay report of like this specific hitter and his strengths and weaknesses with my strengths and weaknesses. And so if my strength aligns with his weakness, that spot will glow like bright blue or whatever. Yeah. And if my weakness is his strength, it'll glow bright red. So that's basically all I look at because I know it's based on my specific pitch types mm -hmm. and their movements and stuff yeah. like that, characteristics of the pitch. And then that's just, I just look at those charts. So I know like, oh, I can just see immediately. Like on fastballs, like I'm going to work this guy like just up and down away because he struggles away. Mm -hmm. And then any breaking ball out of the zone. Or man, this guy crushes curveballs for strikes. Like I usually throw that pitch. I'll just avoid that. About 70, excuse me, about 70% of the time, it'll end up being that I just kind of pitch to my strengths because my strengths align with his weaknesses. Yeah. But then there's guys where it's like, this guy owns me, and mm -hmm. I got no idea why. I feel like everything I throw him, like he's crushing. <laughs> let, me see the, let me see the numbers. And mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, well, you're throwing everything over here. You never throw over here. And that's, what he, that's just everything he hits. Like yeah. you're being an idiot. Yeah. You're just hitting his barrel. Mm -hmm. And then you can switch that up and just say, okay, well, I'm just going to pound you with change-ups down and in because I'd never throw you that pitch, but you, and you also suck at that yeah. or whatever the case is. Yeah. You know? So I'm not, I don't look at a whole lot of video. Um, I don't look at a whole lot of anything else but that. I, I mean, that to, sounds like a phenomenal tool, like probably the best tool you could have. Like it's yeah. literally like everything that you do mm -hmm. matching up with what they do and just overlay it. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's probably the most efficient way to prepare for a game for yeah. sure. No it's, it's super easy because, like I said, you just disregard 70% of it. So instead of having to remember, okay, first guy in the order, I'm going to attack him up and down, fastballs away, can get him with a front hip two seam on two strikes. Uh, he struggles with stuff moving away from him, but don't throw a breaking ball moving towards him. Well, you also have like and 18 then, pitches you can get guys out with. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> or give up hits <laughs> when yeah. I don't locate him well. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Double-edged sword. Yep. But... Uh, yeah, so instead of having to remember all this info for every guy, it's just you look at a guy and you're like, okay, I normally throw fastballs away and sliders. He sucks at that, so just default. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, these are two guys that I need to be conscious of. So it really helps distill the information down yeah. so you can remember it on the mound and actually use it. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I really look at is I get a periodic report. Like, I have them run the hitter scouting report on me. So I know, like, oh, okay, That's well, cool. here's the pattern. Yeah. that I'm falling into. Like uh -huh. this, I'm throwing 98% sliders in 0-2 counts. Like, yeah. Probably should just throw something else. Yeah, you know, exactly. At least mix in a curveball or something. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and that way I can just track like in every count to righties and lefties, like where am I falling into patterns? Obviously you're going to be like heavily fastball on 3-0. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm just right. going to throw a fastball because it's that's... Happen. Yeah. But in certain counts, like 1-1, I'm throwing... 65% cutters away. It's like, well, I, I got plenty of other pitches I can throw for strikes. I just need to be conscious that I don't, you know, run into that, yeah. run, run into that well too often. Mm -hmm. So, those are the two things, and it, it really simplified everything. Because I used to look at all sorts of video. I used to generate my own scouting reports. I used to try to remember stuff on each guy. That's just exhausting. Yeah. Because you got to focus on. That's just that's a whole nother 
bag of worms you got to deal with then because mm -hmm. you got not only got to think about keeping your body going actually pitching like all the physical stuff mm -hmm. and the mental side of preparing for a big league game but mm -hmm. then you're doing all that other stuff yourself that's got to be just like wear down city <laughs> and then you get in the game and someone hits something and now you got guys on second and third with nobody out in the first and then it all just shit hits the fan. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shoot, this is the sixth guy in the order, but I don't remember even what this guy's name is, yeah. much less, like, what the report on him was. So I mm -hmm. guess I'm just going to throw him this. And then, then you're going to start overthinking it a little bit instead of just, like, being yeah. in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword for sure. No doubt. Can't be thinking out there. Mm -hmm. It's the old, uh, the old Bull Durham line, breathe through your eyelids. Exactly. It's like, it's comedy, but it's it's exactly true. It's like, very you can't, true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't be out there doing that stuff. As soon as I'm thinking on the mat, like, I mean, we're obviously thinking. Like, of course. About, like, what pitch you're setting a guy up, what, like, what his swing's looking like, what he's trying to do. But it's like when you're on, like, you know, I feel like when you're, like, in autopilot mode, basically, mm -hmm. that's when things are just, like, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. That's it's like the, you're, you're just doing it. Right. So there's internal and external focuses. If you're focused externally, what did that pitch do? How did the guy react to it? What's the count? Like anything like about the hitter or just in-game situation, you're like good to go. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start thinking internally, oh, I'm moving bad, my mechanics this, like you're I don't hosed. feel good. What's the report on this guy? I'm trying to remember, like you're so screwed. Oh yeah. So screwed. Yeah. So yeah, the more you can stay in that flow state, that like external focus, the better off you are. And that I used to be like, I used to drift back and forth between them because I'd be trying to remember all the information, like give myself the best chance against this guy. Yeah. And at some point it just comes down to like, all right, I got good shit and you're a hitter, so you suck. Yeah, that's what and I did in college. Like we would have like a pretty, ex like for college, we'd have like a pretty extensive scouting report and I would just, I would never even, I would never look at it. Like right. we'd have like a meeting usually before the game mm -hmm. and I'd be like, I don't, no, I don't want to know. But so, it's probably because I could just out stuff guys back then and I didn't need it. Yeah. But I, that was like, it was, I didn't want to be out there thinking about what this guy was doing. Yeah. And obviously well, it's not a big league hitter, but. What was your scouting report against us <laughs> in, uh, in the regionals? Uh, these guys throw, are trash. Throw heaters <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, my first college start was against you. No way. Yeah. What? First one. 2000. 10 my sophomore year because my freshman year i mean i was a, I was a third baseman and i became a pitcher you hit your way to the mound hit my way to the mound yeah. that's sick yeah. i did that but i did it in uh i actually did the same exact thing i was a shortstop got moved to third base hit my way right to the mound yeah there you go yeah so well so in high school though yeah not in college yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i made it to college but um i actually wasn't a terrible hitter like uh I never really fa like failed at hitting, so I feel like I could still do it. But I mean, I definitely can. Like, still do it in like college or? Yeah, no, definitely not. But like, not at this level. But yeah, um, you know, like when you when you used to be good at something and then you just sort of gave it up and you were never like that bad at it. Yeah. It's like oh, I can still do that. But then I'm sure <laughs> you, I get in the box and I see one heater. I'd be so like, you're nope, not you're not like Mad Bum off Kershaw. Yeah, no. Nah. Dropping like 450 bombs. Yeah, probably not. No? Probably not. Um, Who's a better yeah. hitter, you or your brother? Me, absolutely. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sign him up. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Let's go. I'll have a home run derby with him any day. Still got some pop. I'm going to get cheated, that's for sure. Oh, well, that's but. the most important part.
<laughs> yeah, I'd probably tear on a bleak or something at this point, but <laughs> can't have that bad juju going around. Well, we got the the universal DH coming soon, yeah. so yeah. probably won't be an issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so my freshman year, I got there um, as a third baseman, and I was so so I graduated high school at 17. I was young for my my oh, grade. Oh, yeah. sick! I did too. You were? Yeah. Well, I, I graduated half a year early. What birthday? Or when's your birthday? Are you so in September? January 17th. Oh, okay. So I would have turned 18 my senior year, but I graduated half a year early. So I actually started college January 4th. And of what would have been your senior year of high school? Yeah. Damn. And so I hadn't turned 18 yet. No. But I was like a normal, I was a fairly normal birthday yeah, yeah. for that. So I'm, in, I'm September and I graduated. So I graduated at 17. I got to college at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, just like a million miles an hour, like trying to just impress everybody with everything I did and mm-hmm. just trying to do too much. And um, I had an okay fall, but it was like halfway through the fall ball and I was just, I mean, every ground ball I got, I was <laughs> crow hopping across <laughs> the infield, just throwing as hard as I could. And we're like, I guess they thought I had a decent arm. And so they're like, hey, we're gonna have you throw a bullpen. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna throw a bullpen. So I threw a bullpen and I guess it went okay. I mean, I was just standing there like flat footed, just like throwing it across the infield type deal. I threw an inner squad game and it went all right. And I was probably like 88 to 90, but just like looking like an iron mic, literally mm-hmm. like an infielder. And so they're like, okay, we're gonna have you do both sort of type deal. And then uh, right before the season started, I broke my left hand. Oh. Yeah, in batting practice or in practice. I was like, it wasn't even anything cool. Like it wasn't like I was batting. <laughs> I got like smoked by a heater up and in mm-hmm. or like I got in a beat someone up or something <laughs> in a brawl but I was literally like I was I was move doing the like the most freshman thing ever like I was moving like a portable mound in the batting cage like and the catchers were taking balls like over here or something like out of a pitching machine at like a billion miles an hour like college catchers do it I was moving it just just smoked my knuckle I don't have like a middle knuckle on my left hand oh, anymore shit. but so I was in a cast for the first half of the season but so I was throwing, like I was trying to learn how to, I couldn't hit. So I was yeah. just like, I'm going to learn how to pitch. And so I would just show up, like I was throwing, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I would, I, would, I hated it. I hated pitching. Yeah. I was just getting on the mound and I would throw a four seam fastball just as hard as I could in the direction of the plate. <laughs> and so I had That cap. sounds like the right approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the team starts traveling. I'm just a freshman, like not traveling with the team, not doing anything. I'm in a cast, like this sucks. I was like, I'm, I'm going to learn how to pitch. And so I would just started throwing bullpens like every single day, just like a hundred pitch bullpen. Just like, I'm just gonna, and I tried to, one of our, uh, my buddies, Sean Burns, shout out Burnsy, uh, had a hammer curveball. And I was just like, started asking guys like, how do you, like, how do you hold that? Like, what do you do? And so <laughs> he showed me, I still hold, hold it the same way. I throw a spike curveball. And do you put your, is the like, nail bed on the ball like tucked in like this? I tuck like, in like this but it's so this part of my finger is I'm like double jointed in my fingers I yeah think. and so so I, I hold it like this part of the my finger is touching the ball like okay. some guys go with the fingertip I yeah so do I, I do the fingertip like yeah you know just kind of set it there mm-hmm. I got super long fingers though and pretty big hands so I can get it sort of yeah. deep in there and then just rip it yeah. but <laughs> I'll never, the first time I tried throwing that like I was like yeah this is easy I got just get on the mound and I remember I threw it and it went over, over the backstop. Like we had a, we had a, a catcher, a fence, like a five foot net, and I threw it just over the net, like not even close. And I was like, well, 
this pitching thing isn't as easy as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> so no joke for like, I want to say three weeks, I got like a trash can. Like this is like the team's in and out of town. Mm -hmm. And so every time they would go out of town, I would like me and one of my buddies who was a hitter, we'd just go like, I'd be like, yo, let me throw you sim games like in the, in the batting cage. And he'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And so I would just have like a bucket of balls and no catcher. And we just like rip, like I'd throw like five innings to him and just that trying to like sick. figure out. Yeah, it was sick. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, and I'm in a cast. Like this is how I learned how to pitch literally. Um, but anyways, so I started just getting like a trash can and just like started like 10 feet, just like trying to like flip a curve, like just get the feel of it. Yeah. And I would start flipping it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. And I started getting better with it, better with it, better with it. And then I eventually started getting more feel and it's pretty loopy and terrible. I'd throw behind guys and like, but then once I started getting the feel, I was like, oh, I can start just throwing this yeah. like as hard as I can. And that's when I started just getting a pretty good, pretty good hammer going. And then throwing those, out of all like the things I've done in my baseball, like honestly throwing those sim games in the uh, in a batting cage with a cast on as a fret, like an 18 year old, just not knowing what was going on with my life. Like, am I gonna like I thought I was a third baseman now yeah. throwing sim games on a <laughs> Sunday night in a batting cage with a cast on? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but that was like some of the most fun times in my life. Like, no it was, doubt, it was awesome. Like, trying no to like doubt. just learning a split finger, like doing all this different stuff. Yeah. And so I went to summer ball, got the cast off. I think I threw like five innings my freshman year. It was just like trash, like not knowing what's going on. But I get to summer ball, I went to the Cal Ripken League my first summer. Yep. And I was going to do both. I was going to hit and pitch. Um, and my first, I coming out of the bullpen, like my first outing, and I think I hit like 91 or 92 or something, which nothing against like the Cal Ripken League, but it's not like a super yeah. heavy prospect league, I don't think. Right, yeah, it's the it's like Northwoods League and Cape Cod are like the two. Yeah, those are the like two big time leagues. Ones, yeah. um, so I guess like our coat, I, I was throwing strikes. I had like a decent feel for the zone at this point, and I had a curveball now, and uh, I was just sort of experimenting with different stuff. And our summer ball coach like called our head coach and was like, hey, like, we want to try to make him a starter, like, and our, my head coach was like, yeah, let's do it, like. <laughs> so your summer ball, yeah. your summer ball coach just decided he's like, your yeah. head coach at college. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally like, when I left my freshman year, I think I was 16 out of 16 on the depth chart of pitchers <laughs> for when I left my summer for summer ball. So I ended up starting that summer in the Cal Ripken League. I was 100, I think I was 180 pounds when I got there that summer. Yeah, and I got back to school at 215. Oh. I was lifting seven days a week, just no lifting plan. It was literally I got to the gym and I would squat, deadlift, dumbbell bench press, and like just back rows and pull-ups. Like it was just like I'm gonna get a that sounds and I, would, sick. and I would hammer like a DiGiorno and like a Stouffer's mac and cheese and a giant steak. You like sound I like was, Trey McNutt. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> it was like one of, and one of my like best friends on the team was on that team with me, and he was a lunatic. Like he was a position player, but he was a lunatic with like just trying to get as jacked yeah. as possible, and so. He and I, every single morning, we go to the gym and just try to yoke up as much as possible. Like, my goal was to get to 200 by the end of the summer. And I was just blew eating. Blew right past that. Blew past it. I <laughs> might have been like 205 or something. But yeah. by, the, by the start of my sophomore season, I think I was around like 210, 215. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyways, I ended up pitching. I think I was like, one, I made the, like one of the pitch. I think I was a pitcher a year or something in that, in that league. And I like learned how to pitch. Mm -hmm. um, but I still wasn't throwing as hard because I was still sort of like a, just an infielder yeah. on the mound. Yeah. But I was, I mean, I guess you could say I was athletic. And so mm -hmm. I was just trying to sort of figuring it out as I went. 
Um, but I was starting to put on weight and starting to learn uh, how to pitch. And so I got back that fall and I just dominated in fall ball. Uh, I went from number 16, I was 16 on the depth chart in June to number two, to the Saturday starter at the beginning of the season. Uh, and that's when I ran into some lunatic doing some thing in the dugout <laughs> in between innings. Like, what is this guy doing? Crow hopping in between every innings, like first college start. Uh, so I'm, there I am, like, it's like, all right, I got, I'm sort of a pitcher now, I guess. I'm a Saturday starter. And now at this point, I, I, I knew how to pitch. Like, I had a really good fall, yeah. and I was starting to throw harder. Like, I touching like 94, 95, I think at this point. But um, it was still like rolling into UCLA. It was Garrett, you, and I think Pletko was the Sunday guy. Mm -hmm. And you guys were like preseason, like number one. Yep. And Don's Nation just rolling <laughs> and, to, and Got swept. Yeah, exactly. Got, got swept. swept. Got swept. Yep. But mm -hmm. I had a decent first start. I remember the first inning. It was my first, so it was my first college start after throwing five innings my first summer. And... I think the first inning I had the bases loaded with nobody out and somehow got out of it unscathed. And I was like, Whew, all right, we can do this. That yeah. perfectly typified our offense for that year. Yeah. We hit like a buck 80 as a team. Yeah. We had uh, we led the nation, or we were like third or fourth in the nation in ERA as a staff. And just like Couldn't get hovering that. around 500. Yeah. Just like barely making a regional. <laughs> like, That's incredible. Uh, so. so frustrating. That like kicked off the season. And then I had a couple other starts. And then I, I went downhill quick. Like I had a couple of like bad starts where it's like I'm getting whacked around. I'm just like, what is going on? Like I was so used to it being so easy that yeah. summer and like in the fall just rolling through guys. Yeah, and so I had to like experience failure for the first time. And at right around that time, our Friday guy, uh, Matt Lujan, who he was with the Giants for a little bit, he's done now, but uh, he blew out. He had to get Tommy John. And we're like doing really well as a team. And I'm starting to turn the corner, and all of a sudden I'm the Friday guy. And it's like, okay, here we go. And uh, <laughs> Something I never accomplished in my career. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome yeah. to Friday night. <laughs> but it was crazy. It was like, dude, like a year ago I was yeah, in a cast trying flipping baseballs into a trash can 10 feet yeah. in front of me. Like, what is happening? So, but I was just rolling with it. And it's uh, I was getting better, getting better, and then all of a sudden I just sort of started really figuring it out and hitting my stride. And the Dons went on to beat Gonzaga at the end of the year. We had a, it was, I think we went into the final series against them, um, and we were tied. And it was like whoever wins the series. And so I pitched on That's Friday. Sick. Yeah, got the we got the win on Friday. I think I threw like seven innings or something. We won, and then I uh, we lost on Saturday, so it came down to Sunday. And I told my uh, our manager, I was like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like, and so, oh, yeah. College, yeah. baby. You bounce <laughs> yeah, back exactly. so quick Let's in college. <laughs> what is arm pain? It doesn't exist yet. Uh, so, anyways, I came in, ended up coming in in the ninth inning with like two guys on, and we're up by two, I think. And closed the door, dog pile on that mound, and it's like, well, you got one week, and then you're, we're going down to UCLA. Yeah. So, that's when we saw you. So, I started the year against you, and then that your final, final start, right? Well, that was, so this is my sophomore year because you're uh, yeah, you're but the ahead. final start of that year. Final start of that year, yeah. yeah. Um, so rolled down against the old slap dick Bruins. Shoved it right up our <laughs> ass for nine innings. Yeah, and so that's yeah, honestly, it's crazy thinking back like how everything had to line up. So because I mean, I still was just I mean, I was a guy like 
I was Friday guy for USF and like nobody I don't think really knew who I was but no. ro we rolled into UCLA against you Garrett and I mean Fuck every scout yeah. in the history of the world is there every GM's there and I mean, somehow I pulled one out, and yeah, we had a good one. The Don yeah, Nation pulled just... one out. You punched out like eleven and got like two hits, dude. <laughs> pulled yeah, one was... out my ass. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty fun. That was cool. And so then I went to the Cape, and that's when I was introduced to some lunatic named Mike Clevenger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, uh, yeah. you've had quite the history. <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, Good old Clev. Yeah, so he was on the squad, and that's. But he was actually one of the guys because he was just throwing the, the the piss out of it, and I was just like, How hard was he throwing then? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh, he would. Ha he he said he was like, oh, Bro, I throw like 98. Like I throw hard, and then like he'd have like one outing where he'd be like 93, 94, and be like, I thought you threw hard, bro, and he'd be like, Yeah, it's good. And then then but then he'd throw like one outing where he'd be like 98, and he'd be like, All right, it was just kind of sporadic back then, but uh, sounds about right for yeah. Clev. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, he was 96, 98, his first outing of spring. And then last outing, he was 93, 94 in the first inning. And he comes in. He's like, bro, dude, why, why am I not throwing hard? Like, <laughs> what, what's going on? I'm like, well, you came out of the pen today. It's raining and cold. Your routine's off. And the scoreboard gun's down two miles an hour. Yeah. So like, just relax, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. You're still shoving. It's all right. Um, but, yeah, so, but him and then, like, we, we had a pretty freakish team that year. Um, and a lot of guys just were throwing really hard. And I was, I think I was like 90, 94, 95 at that point. And I just I remember like making like the conscious decision. Where I was like, I'm just going to throw harder. And like, I tell, like I was That's talking about sick. this with some guys, like, I was like, I'm just going to throw harder. And I just like started throwing harder. And I was like, all of a sudden hit 97, 98. I mean, I was still, still like lifting a lot, but I think I just started figuring out how to like use my legs. Yeah. And so I was getting more into it. I was becoming more of a pitcher, less of an infielder. Yeah. Um, and so that summer went well and that sort of that started against you guys sort of springboarded me into that summer and that summer right. sort of springboarded me into that. Yeah, because all, all the scouts there, because that was that was three no, see, that was Friday night. The draft was Monday. Yeah, it was three days before the draft. Yeah. Because I remember that, like, we lost we lost to you guys on Friday night, and I was just heated. I was <laughs> so mad. It's like we lost in the finals the year before in Omaha, and I'm like, oh, this is my last year at UCLA. Like, we got the team. Like, we need to get back there, and it was just a struggle all year. Yeah. And then once we got in, it's like, okay, it's time for the pitching. We're just going to shove and get us there, you know? Not when the mighty Dons are on the town. No, that's right. You guys aren't ready. That's right. We got <laughs> smoked. And so then we had uh, we played Fresno State the next day, won that game, and yeah. came back and had to play Irvine. Irvine yeah. um, in that we had to beat them twice mm -hmm. we were up like so Sunday night well we had to beat no, we, played, we, we played you on Sunday morning oh yeah yeah that right. was it and so we we, to, we it was close again yeah. we had like I think we had like second and third or something yeah we the barely, ninth down by one and we punch yeah. out punch out like that we barely escaped that one yeah and then we had to play Irvine later that day and we were up four three in the ninth and ended up giving up two and lost and I was like and then the next day was the draft yeah, and so it's like, like you don't even get to mourn no. that. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, it was like such a mix of emotions. I was like, because yeah. in the ninth, like I had pitched on Saturday, and then in the ninth that game, I was down in the pen throwing. Garrett was down in the pen throwing, and like Coach Savage just obviously made the right decision to not pitch either one of us. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> we were both so mad because we're like, dude, yeah, we got a chance and we can win tomorrow. Yeah, 
You know? And dude, at that point when you're in college and it's like Omaha's right there, it's like there care. is nothing, nothing else dude. that matters. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Be so middle of a tsunami, I'm still going out there. Like, Absolutely. hundred percent, dude. Like, cause that's cause in college every game matters. You yeah. Know? And you're just like so bought in. Yeah. And your body bounces back so quickly too. Uh-huh. That, like you just don't like you're like yeah, I'm sore or whatever. And and you you're feel just incredible. Like, yeah. It's like what is what is pain? Body? Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Injuries aren't a thing. No. <laughs> uh yeah, so and then they has, has that. And then the next day, that, that draft, yeah, yeah, like literally less than 24 hours later, it's like, oh, got drafted, sick. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to feel. Yeah, you know. But then, yeah, so all the scouts were there that Friday night watching Garrett, mm-hmm. and then saw you, and then followed you, I guess. Yeah, and in the, the next year, like you were, what were you fourth, fifth, fifth, fifth? Yeah, yeah. After pitching for three years, that yeah. makes me feel so much better about UCLA just getting our shit pushed in is that oh this guy has just been pitching for a year Great. Yeah, exactly literally just this, shoved a, a year ago yeah trying literally yeah. throwing try, throwing curveballs over fences damn it man <laughs> that's so brutal yeah but no it was a lot of work dude to get to that point um it's crazy looking back on it but i got like our pitching coach there was i mean i still credit like everything i've ever done to that guy greg moore he's a head coach at northridge now uh, oh, in my in my backyard. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was a lunatic in like the best possible way. Like it was all about it. It was literally like I don't think I mean he helped me out with mechanics some, but it was all just mental. And yeah. I used like stuff that he taught me like about the mental game. I still use today every single day. Like it's crazy. Like but, what? Like so like DCBA was like his bi- like one of the big things. So like before every pitch, you would go through a routine like uh, decision, clear, breathe, attack. So it's like you're on the rubber. It's like you decide in your head exactly what pitch you're gonna throw. You get did you did you guys call your like have ability to like call your own game or like shake you, off? They would call it, but we could shake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but so you decide what you're what you're gonna do. You then see commit full commitment because you I mean every pitcher knows if you're half-assed to like not fully committed to a pitch, it's gonna get gonna hit work. and it's gonna get hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Every single bomb I've given up was like in my head. I was like, ah, should I throw a curveball here? Fastball? Ah, I get all right. Fastball, I guess. Like, yeah. Whack. Yeah. So Every time. Decision, clear. Oh, sorry. Decision. That's like the commitment to clear was the second one. So fully clear your brain. Other anything but this pitch right now. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Take a, just a, a, a breath. Just so you're fully cleared, and then just attack. Yep. Full attack. DCBA. Still use that to this day, and then. Um, it was crazy. Like we would do visualization and stuff. Back, like I'm, I'm a 19 year old kid. I'm like, visualize it, bro. Like, give me the ball. Like, it was ridiculous. And like he'd have us practice walking from the the locker room to the field, oh, like yeah. and like going through our exact routine. And it's like, dude, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, let's just go throw. Yeah. Like, and I was too like young and dumb at that point. But it's like that stuff really matters. Like if you because you can yeah. get that mental like space where it's like this is this is it yeah. like it's you gotta have that, that get you in that yeah exactly yeah. to flip it on and for so. me for me it's like i space out during my routine and do whatever talk to whoever in the clubhouse and as soon as i put my headphones on to walk out to the field it's just like that's my switch yeah i like block everything out headphones mm-hmm. go in music on and i'm gone yeah it's, but like we had the same thing like we worked with uh ken revisa uh maybe rest in peace um but he was like huge into the mental game mm-hmm. so we have like part of my routine now before every inning is i go out to the mound throw my pitches get the ball back and i stand behind the mound kind of bow my head and just hum something a song or whatever uh-huh. 
open my eyes, find a pebble on the back of the mound, like just wait till my vision focuses in, focuses in on that, and then I say whatever cue for the game, like attack or throw strikes or you know, whatever the first mm -hmm. pitch strikes, whatever. And then like that, it just I learned that in college, and just it's been part of my routine ever since. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah, we yeah, we had another thing. It was like find a we called it red light. So like find you when you get to the stadium, new stadium, you find a place. For me, it's like the same place every time. It's the top right corner of the batter's eye mm -hmm. and it's somewhere to go when you need a red light so like if things start snowballing you just step off the mound and you just red light like stop yep and you find that place and you just clear everything yeah it's like the clear the mechanism type. mine, thing. Like mine was always the top of the left field foul pole yeah because we had the same type of like check in bring yourself just yeah back you know, to the yeah. moment relax reset yeah. and because it reminds you like work. nothing nothing matters like this is the situation. Yeah, I can only control the next pitch, and that's it. Yeah, dude. I mean, things can snowball so quick, and if you just get it in rare and just go, 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 as you look up and I just gave up a four spot, it's like, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. It's like if you can stop that before it happens and just sort of reset the system and having a place to like visually and mentally go to mm -hmm. that like sort of gets you into that mindset. It's a great. I still remember tool. like there's a time in college because you can see it in other people when mm -hmm. they're like speeding up. Yeah. But you never sense it in yourself, never. you know. Yeah. And so like that's, we that's a, like the hardest thing is to identify when you yeah. need to go to that spot. Yeah. And you have a guy. We had a guy out there who was like super frustrated, you know. So he he came set and like went to throw the pitch, and the hitter called time, and he like literally didn't move. He just like stared at the hitter, stayed set. The hitter got back in the box. The umpire goes play ball, and he just lifted his leg and threw the pitch. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> Buddy, what are we doing? We're, we're all just sitting in the dugout like, uh... <laughs> you need a did, second? Did, yeah. uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, why you, would you do you that? Doing, buddy? Yeah, chill. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's, it's amazing. Like, those years, yeah, those years... Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Like a good college coach or like the formative years of your career like it's amazing how like that oh, stuff sticks with you, sticks with you yep. and like sets you up for success or failure i guess if you have you know yeah. the wrong information or yeah, whatever but absolutely yeah that's pretty crazy mm -hmm. <clears throat> so then <clears throat> you did uh how'd you pitch your junior year well really well. good yeah, yeah. was um, was brad at school mm -hmm. with you you're a freshman your junior year mm -hmm. so you're separated by two years so we're, four, we're only 14 months apart, but we were two years in school. Ah. Uh, that was a little younger. Yeah. Rather, it's a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's smart. He's smarter than he lets on. Yeah, but, no, I, he, he gets it. Yeah, he's just... yeah. Um, but yeah, so we it was cool to play, because like, we played together in high, I mean, always. Only being 14 months apart, we did literally everything together from the time we were did you beat up on him, or did he beat up on you, or how'd I'd that be, go? Not beat him up. Yeah. yeah. You but still it's beat good. him up? That's or? A yeah, I still got the mental edge. <laughs> he might be a little bigger now. <laughs> so he knows he's going to yeah. get dominated? Mm -hmm. <laughs> My mom told us, like, some stories randomly, like, actually just, like, a couple weeks ago, that when I was 14 months old, and they brought newborn ball of fat Bradley back from the, <laughs> from the hospital, and... She had him like sitting in like his high chair and he's just sitting there looking like a little blob. Like, <laughs> I guess I was like on my seat and she had put like, uh, like cut up bananas or something on it. And she like was in the kitchen like cleaning dishes or something. And she comes back and she said there was bananas stuck to his face. <laughs> I was just sitting there launching banana slices at him. <laughs> I mean, just dotting up from day one over here. <laughs> 
should have made me a picture earlier <laughs> in my spots. <laughs> and then she said I was just laughing, like dying laughing. <laughs> and apparently this would happen all the time. Like she'd be in his crib and I'd be like launching toys like over the crib <laughs> at him and he'd just be like wearing these trucks off the face. But yeah, that was pretty much sums up our whole childhood is <laughs> us competing in literally, literally everything. And that's probably why we're so competitive is because yeah. being so close in age and both playing every sport under the sun. Yeah. And uh, doing everything together, like all we did was fight back in, like when we were kids. Oh, like we would obviously, just yeah, constantly. Wow, look at this, looks delicious. Thank you, sir. You're um, Thank you very much. We would uh, we would fight about everything, but at the same time, like we're best friends now, and so it's like it's that brother relationship. But whether it was just like foot races on the beach or like, mm -hmm. I mean, anything we did, it was a competition. And so, Did you grow up close to the beach, or like how how far away from it? Like five minutes. Oh, you were right awesome. there. Yeah, we were right there. Um, so that was incredible, and that's uh, that's probably a big reason why we're so outdoorsy people now. It's because everything we did as kids in San Diego, it's like, why would you ever be inside? Dude, I was <laughs> I was outdoors nonstop. Yeah. I was like, butts up or mm -hmm. three flies you're up or pickle or you know whatever. Butts up. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> you lose it that game, you just gotta go stand against the wall. Yeah, just wear it. Just wear it. <laughs> oh man. And people are so pumped up. Oh, yeah. Just like crow Ripping hop it. and stuff. Just, it. Oh man. We would play at our uh, at our local complex. Like you know, you'd have a, a tournament or whatever, and it'd be you'd play in the morning, and you'd have like three or four hours till your next game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'd just be like. Behind the dugouts, like games would be going on, you know, mm -hmm. on either field, and we just had like a butts up game going, like people just crow hopping it, mm -hmm. and uh, just air mailing balls over the over the dugout, so like tennis balls just like rolling out yeah. by the pitcher in the middle yeah. of the game, like oh sorry, and yeah. everyone's like, what the hell? Yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. We had like the same, so I I was pretty lucky, like I had a really solid group of friends like growing up mm -hmm. that we were still really close. There's like 15 of us that were like best friends from kindergarten all the way through high school. And we were idiots. We did a lot of stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. We were pretty mischievous, but not in like a not in like a bad way, but we just we were dumb kids that looking to get into some sort of trouble. But <laughs> I don't know why I'm randomly thinking about this, but one summer we decided we're gonna at my buddy Joey's house, he had like a side yard, and we're like, we're gonna build up the sickest fort ever. <laughs> and we were like, I think in like sixth or seventh grade. And so we, his side yard was just covered in like weeds and like ivy and all this different stuff. And so mm -hmm. we spent like, we'd spent the entire summer doing this. And we're like, so first we started ripping out all the weeds, doing all this stuff, like all the yard work. Like every day we'd show up, like ride our bikes there. Parents had to be super pumped. Yeah, yeah, they're fired. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're cleaning up the whole backyard, but it, they weren't too excited by that. <laughs> All right. So we clear it all out, um, and then we're like, all right, we're gonna build this thing. And we like had like a plans, like like blueprints drawn up, like what we wanted. We're like gonna have a room for like hangout. Like we're gonna build like a mini bar for like our, our <laughs> soda. Like it's gonna be so sick. We're gonna put carpets in. We're gonna have like a place where we can sleep over here. And so we <laughs> we there was like a bunch of construction sites in the neighborhood, and we went into these construction sites and literally like, like completely ignorant to the fact that like somebody's paid for this wood lumber, like this isn't free. <laughs> and we just would go in there, it was like Sandlot, like 10 little sixth, sixth graders. And we were just coming out with like planks of plywood and like two by fours just over our head and just carrying it through the neighborhood, like back to like our buddy's house. 
and build like hammer and nails, like <laughs> scrounging nails off the ground, like trying to build this thing. <laughs> it took us literally three months to build this. And I want to see called it like the swag shack. I think we call it like the swag shack or something. <laughs> so we finished it finally after like two months of working on this thing. And we had like a secret entrance for my buddy's room, like where you open the window and you could jump through. And like it was so. <laughs> I think we spent 15 minutes in there and never went in again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like it's just the most kid thing ever. That's always how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you get like super pumped on it and you finish it and you're like on to the next. Yeah. Thing exactly. Right next away. thing. Next thing. We played in a bunch of, <laughs> we were in middle school also. We joined, um, so there's like legitimate wiffle ball leagues like across the country. Dude. Have you seen those? They are nuts. Yeah, we did those. We would drive, we drove with up to the, Anaheim for like to play in these tournaments. And we with were, the half cut balls? Yeah. Like the, so they're moving like oh all over the God. place. And those things are nuts. I don't know how anyone ever hits that. I know. I know. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like grown men who take this like insanely seriously. Mm-hmm. And dude, all the videos online, they're not kids. No. It's like 30-year-old dudes who are just out there ripping heaters and like ripping doing it. this and just hitting. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. So we get up there and we're like holding our own. Uh, and we played in a bunch of these tournaments. We made like homemade jerseys that we like <laughs> painted on with like mar- magic marker and stuff. That's tight. One of our buddies was like a manager who like wore like a <laughs> like a tie. I actually, got, I'm gonna find this picture. We have a picture of our squad, but we played in a bunch of those, and it was actually, like, it was pretty hilarious. Let's see here. Those are so fun, though, because that's when you, that's really when you learn the game. Oh, dude. Like just experimenting, like, having fun and just doing crazy shit. It was, it was incredible. Like, I, those are the, yeah, I mean, when you're playing just to, like, like, Sandlot, like, you're just, mm-hmm. I'm just here to have fun and play. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are the best times. And. Out with your buddies, like. Dude, yeah. And pro ball, like, you still are playing a game and you're having, like, the time of your life, but it's, I mean, it's just not quite the same because it's, like, there's a business side. It's a job. Pro ball sucks, dude. Yeah. Like, it's great. <laughs> Obviously, like, we all love it, you yeah. know, but it's just, it still sucks. There they are. Get yourself some of that. <laughs> that? Dude, I got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> that? Swagger child wiffle ball. We're really in that swag word back <laughs> Bro, what is this headset that you got over here on the left? Oh, so it was. He like, had, can you can you see that? Like, <laughs> those are energy drinks in there. Those are energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> it was after Happy Gilmore came out, and they had like the. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, a, that is unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was incredible. <laughs> we what a squad. A, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this group of just ragtag idiots shows up against like 40 year old men who like take this incredibly seriously and we like won a couple games and guys were like fuming dude what are the rules of those games like do you play like a normal game or what is the yeah so you don't run it's like uh i think it's a single if you get through the infield like if if uh so you pitch there's a strike some three strikes you're out normal rules but there's two i think it's two guys in the field so it's usually or maybe three i don't remember it was a while mm-hmm. ago but, uh there's like a, a roped off infield and i think if you get the ball through the infield like it's a single if you if the guy catches it in the infield and throws it like off a bigger backstop that's an out if mm-hmm. he hits the backstop you're out uh if you hit it and it hits the fence i think it's a, it rolls to the fence it's a double off the fence and there's a triple and over is a bomb Sick. um but dude it was so much fun yeah um those are always the best ones. Yeah. 
playing over like over the line mm-hmm. or whatever, and just like blacks oh. and balls, just like pull yank and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of our buddies, like none of us can throw strikes because these balls are going everywhere. Everywhere. One of our buddies was a freak at throwing strikes, and so we were just he was throwing like six games in a row. Like you're 13 years old, your arm never hurts, but mm-hmm. it's like by the end of it, he's just like guy's arm on like a sling, just like. <laughs> And then you find the next day. Yeah. Just, rip, yeah. just ripping wiffle balls, yeah. like, as hard as you can. As hard as you can. Yeah. Like, probably 500 pitches. And you look at it now, and you're like, that's the worst thing you could possibly do, because mm-hmm. it's an underload ball. Your mm-hmm. arm is just, like, wearing it nonstop. Yeah. You Unbelievable. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Just ripping tennis balls and racquetballs during butts up, like, as hard as you can at people. No warm-up, of course. No, either. zero warm-up. Just stroll right on out there and let's go. <laughs> I mean, something kind of messed up about that, that – when you're that age, you just feel incredible all the time. Yeah. And you don't know any better. And mm-hmm. then when you get older and you actually, like, need to feel good, you just, your body doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I bent down to get a a bottle or um, one of those, like, 24 packs of water mm-hmm. earlier this spring at the store and had a back <laughs> spasm. I'm like, bro, I, I just, I'm What newly, is life? I am newly 28. This cannot be happening yeah, right it's now. It's not all right. Like, yeah. How am I going to make it the rest of my, I got, hopefully I got, like, 70 years left or something Seriously. like what am i gonna do yeah <laughs> that's why like i mean being an athlete and like using your body that much in ways that it doesn't want to be used mm-hmm. like we're obviously gonna hurt a lot more than a normal person mm-hmm. but as you think about it, it's like how good do normal people feel like that's what if I you take care of right? yourself even in the slightest that's just a normal civilian human mm-hmm. being like going about your business like you gotta just wake up and feel great yeah because i mean but you hear all these people that like, they're like, oh, yeah, I work out and live a normal life or whatever. And yeah. they still, like, like, oh, my, this hurts, my elbow hurts, blah, blah, blah. And I just always wonder. I'm like, yeah, no. how, like, how? does it really hurt? Yeah. Is you don't it, know what like, real you, hurt means. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, I'm trying how to... bad did your back hurt? Because I can breathe and pop my back and the rib gets out of place. Yeah. But, like, I mean, what yeah. are we talking about here? Yeah. I just want to know. But, like, there's not two of me, so I can't. <laughs> I don't know what like the yeah. non-baseball playing version of me would feel like at 28. You know? Yeah, I feel like it's got to be pretty good, but we're obviously way more hyper, like aware of how our body works and what we got to do. And I think we also work out like is, oh, yeah, yeah. We also work out a lot more and like a lot smarter, I think too, in a lot of ways than like just regular guys that go to the gym or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, this salad is delicious. Unbelievable. I'm not a salad guy. Really? He's figured it out with this one. We had a guy on earlier. I won't name names. David Carpenter. <laughs> but yeah, what uh, a treat that is. Oh, that guy. I love that guy. Bro. But he uh, has never had a salad before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the honestly least, the least surprising. In the least I've ever surprising heard. statement. Yeah. <laughs> I eat steak and I drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I that guy's a treat. Man. He's a man. He's the best. But yeah, I'm not. I'm usually not a salad guy either. But no, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. I get this guy's recipe. Looks pretty simple. <laughs> That's what I've been saying all season. I'm like, hey man, you gotta give me some ideas. Give me some of this. But I slap a I slap a pork chop on the grill, and get a bag of rice, put it in the microwave, 
That's good. Like instant rice. And then like I might fry up some vegetables or something in a pan. Yeah. And like maybe some salt. Yeah. And I'm just like, I gotta eat and get gone to the next thing. Yeah. And then I have something that's like actually prepared well and right. I'm like, oh, like that's what it that's could taste what, like. That's yeah. what real food tastes like. <laughs> yeah. I guess that wasn't frozen ever. <laughs> My girlfriend's super like into like health and like eating right and stuff. Which is incredibly obnoxious when I just want to eat like in and out or something. <laughs> It's at least like, it's at least it's that way, and then she's not the one that's like hammering it against out. it. Right? Yeah, exactly. At least she pulls you like in the right direction. Yeah, in the right direction, mm -hmm. which is obviously good for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's I'd prefer that. But sometimes you don't want good for you. you I just don't want good. Just give me some mac and cheese <laughs> and let's get it on. Like, come on, this is like I need some mac and cheese. But that's the way it goes. You're Trey McNutt. You ever meet Trey? Uh, no. So he was he trained up a driveline a couple years. One of like the one of the most ridiculous humans that I know, like in the best way possible. I love that dude to death. Mm -hmm. But he would show up in the morning before a lift with like a 24 pack of donuts <laughs> and just crush them. And he'd go lift, order a Costco pizza, dump like a full order of mac and cheese on it, crush the whole thing, and just like was just jacked and shredded. I'm like, how do you do this? Yeah. That is absolutely, like, there's no way that's good for That's me. like my brother. That's no Bradley way. Bradley can eat anything. I mean, he does, like, he does eat anything. And he just, like, come on, dude. I'm jealous, man. I track, like, all my meals this off season to, like, a certain calorie range, like, timing, everything. I wrote everything I ate down. I took pictures of all of it. I was, like, super that's anal impressive. about it. And I gained 2% body fat. Wow. Like, this is ridiculous. That's <laughs> like, wild. Yeah. Oh, man. I did that. I did intermittent fasting for like six, like basically the whole time I was up at Driveline last mm -hmm. year for like six months. And everybody was giving crap about it every single day. Like, oh, you're going to eat a protein bar <laughs> one beer. But it was wild. Like, it's like I've always been like super hungry all the time. And like after like a couple weeks of doing it, I was just like never hungry. Mm -hmm. And it's like I, st I haven't been doing it since like November. Mm -hmm. I stopped. But like my appetite is just... It's like my stomach literally like shrunk. It was crazy. It was nuts. Do you have good results doing it? Yeah, I like lost a lot. Like I was pretty much had like no fat on me at the time. But I probably I'm have to look into that because Clev was doing the same thing this off season. Yeah, and he was just all about <laughs> so funny. He was all about like, dude, I'm gonna be like eight percent body fat in spring training, like all this <laughs> stuff. He rolls in, he's like fifteen percent. <laughs> like, there's no way, like this thing's wrong. Like, yeah. Uh. Body body fat day is the best because everybody's everybody's heated. Like uh -huh. everybody's is actually two percent less than what it says. Like, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. Things off, things dude. Off. We had like everybody rolled into spring last year, like, like basically everybody was two pounds or like two percent up from the year before. Yeah. And so our like our guys decided that we were gonna do uh, we we're gonna like get the junk food out of the clubhouse. Where like all the good stuff just disappeared, and it was like pea protein bars, like gluten free, <sighs> vegan stuff for snacks, like all this stuff. All like, the food. Did anyone, any ever consider that perhaps if everybody was two percent up, the machine was just wrong? Wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a lot more realistic than just yeah. shoving vegan stuff down your throat. But. Dude, it was amazing how fast it turned too. We used to have on the planes, we used to have like. Whatever, like little PB and J sandwiches, or uh, oh, the worst one was uh, chocolate covered, um, or the almond M and M's or whatever. Uh, you know, they have like a 
whatever nut inside the like the big M&Ms. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We used to have those. I used to crush those on planes. Dude. Yeah. You know, I like playing cards, just crushing like three packs of them. Yeah. Like, so I, first road trip of the year, I show up. I'm like, oh, dude, where are the M&Ms at? Like, Give me them. And there's like, there's nowhere, nothing around. Yeah. No chips. All the chips that were like Doritos that were like good chips, you know, or Lay's. <laughs> Doritos are good chips? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like Lay's, whatever, what kind of chips do you like? Well, uh, oh, no, I thought you meant like, like you meant like there was Doritos like are healthy chips. Oh, no, no, no. It was like all the good chips. Like oh, the Lay's, the Pringles, yeah, the, Doritos, yeah, yeah, the Doritos, gone. Replaced oh, okay. with like baked, saltless, like. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's a, that's a no-go. And probably brutal. nobody's eating them. No, they just it's sat like, there. It's a waste, yeah. Yeah. That's like, tragic. That's brutal, man. It is wild, though. Like, I like tried to stop like cut out sugar mostly out of my diet as much as I could. Like I'll occasionally still like have a dessert or something, but mm -hmm. it's like when you like stop eating sugar and then you like have like a brownie and a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. I used to hammer dessert. Like I love, there's nothing gets me going more than some good chocolate. <laughs> You're uh, a chocolate guy? Dude, my mom's brownies and my grandma's chocolate cake. I, grew, I, I challenge it. any person on this planet to beat those two. Probably. I hated chocolate growing up. I'll have I'll have a little bit now, like but the really rich, like chocolate cake brownie stuff. I just mm. oh that's the, so that's like my kryptonite. But I like cut it out. Like I just like stopped eating dessert and like stopped eating sugar as much as I could. And now if I like do eat something like that, it's like an hour later I feel like like I dude I gotta lay down. Like, really? It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It just like like your body doesn't want it. Like it's yeah. just rejects because like once it's like used to not being in your system mm -hmm. and you throw it in there, it's like just poison. All like yeah. Dude, I got I did the same thing one year with uh, with soda. I used to crush Sierra Mist, Sprite, oh, yeah. whatever, crushed yeah. it. And then one December, I, I honestly don't even know why. I was just like, I'm just gonna stop drinking soda, just out of the blue. You probably lost like 15 pounds. I just went cold turkey. Yeah. I, like then I've had like three sodas since then. I did this like six years ago. I live for soda too. But so like another thing I realized, um, one of my rehab stints when I couldn't do anything, I was just like feeling sloppy. I was like. I'm gonna try to like only drink like water basically. And that just started like melting off of me. Cause like you don't realize how much like sugar and I, trash is in like liquids. Cause like, it's just like, I'm just drinking yeah. like, a soda or like a juice or something. For three and, and a half like, months this off season, I had nothing but water and like four ounces of like cherry juice like after a workout or something <laughs> like pure cherry juice yeah. and just, nope, <laughs> didn't work. But yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> tough genetics right there. Uh -huh. <laughs> Brutal. Well, my testosterone was like so low. Yeah. Like uh, the the normal range is like 250 to 1100, and I'm yeah. chilling in like the mid 300s. Oof. At the highest. Like <laughs> low, that low T diet. Oh, brutal, man. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's a bad scene. That's all right. It worked out all right for you. Yeah. Just Got gonna, you this far. I'm just worried. Like I'm 28, and like every year my body fat just like ticks up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is bad. I'm on like the Bartolo track. <laughs> I wouldn't At go that At 38, far. like. Well, I mean, uh, that guy was. Pitching at 40, I mean, who I would knows take, how old. I would take that career yeah. in a heartbeat. Who knows absolutely. how old he actually is, but he did something right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just like the funniest dude. Like. Yeah. That's like <laughs> one guy I would want to play with like before anybody, I feel like. I have, I've literally never heard a negative thing about that guy because he was in Cleveland forever. Yeah. Know? Like all the clubbies love him. Everybody, like, it's amazing. Yeah. And just watching him, the home run he hit. Off of oh, in San Diego. And he hits yeah. and his helmet his comes helmet's down. Like, like, <laughs> bouncing around, dude. That is one of the incredible. Funniest, one of the funniest moments on the baseball field I've ever, like, God, dude, I just, I love watching, I love watching that dude play. That's incredible. It's Shields, that guy. So he was my first big league camp in 2014. He was with Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. And uh, 
Because he had just come over from uh, Tampa, yeah, right? Yeah, and this was like right at the start of like my injury thing, so I was still like top prospect, like mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and he, day one at camp, he chose, he decided you're going to be the guy who <laughs> I'm going to get on. Just wears it. Yeah, I'm, you're going to be the guy <laughs> to wear it. And I feel like I wear it pretty well. And it ended up being like, he ended up paying like my dues at the end of spring and like, because I wore it well. But there was, <laughs> I gave like an interview and uh, at some point in spring and it was like, how's the camp going? Like, how are you feeling? Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, it's great. Like, it's great to be around, uh, like, in the clubhouse with these guys who have a lot of experience and, like, around, like, the, the younger guys and then some of the older guys uh, who, like, have know what what to expect and what know what they're doing and all that stuff. And uh, so on. I keep going. And so the article gets published, and, like, I said, it's great to be around these old guys. <laughs> and, like, keeps going. And I read that. I was like, oh. <laughs> and so sure enough I show up the next day I get there like 6 in the morning Shields is already there and he's got the article printed out and like blasted and he's got it hanging all over the locker room old guys, old guys. Like, oh. so everybody now starts wearing me out all the all the vet, veterans start wearing me out and I was like well, okay and so then we had like a team meeting and I'm like sitting in the back <laughs> corner like just like trying to keep my head down and Ned was like Zim are you, are you here like somebody like stand up or something i get to get up and shield stands up all right everybody listen up <laughs> so i had to get up and he admit he had like overnight gotten jerseys made with on the back of the like anybody over the age of like 32 or something old guy old guy <laughs> and then it was like who what, what's that what was that guy's name guillermo moda was yeah. That his name? yeah dude he was like the oldest guy and so he said oldest guy on his but i had to get up and hand all the jerseys out to all the guys it was actually pretty funny, but uh, that was Dude, that's it. That's impressive that like you can get it turned around that quick. It was insane. I was like, "How did you do this? Like this is like yesterday." Yeah, <laughs> but it that's was impressive. wild. Yeah, we had a guy. Uh, my first big league camp. Well, thankfully, it didn't happen to me, but um, he made he made it past first cuts, uh -huh. and so the locker room kind of empties out, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up with a blank locker. It was his first big league camp. You know, he ended up with a blank locker next to him. Uh -oh. So in the morning, he would come in, and he would hang up his, like, jeans and shirt and whatever in the blank locker mm -hmm. and then change out of his, you know, whatever. And then a couple mornings later, you know, it was, like, the jeans and everything were hanging there, and then his, like, bag was in the, in the locker. And, like, within, like, six days, he had had, like, he's got, like, a decent amount of stuff in this blank locker. So uh, one of the vets came by. And gave him one of the like, hey, like they they give you a second locker? That's pretty cool for a rookie. You got a second locker, huh? <laughs> and uh, don't fall into that trap. <laughs> and, and he's just like, he's like, oh, whatever. It's funny, you know. Yeah. Didn't take the hint. Yeah. So the next day, puts the stuff in the locker, goes out, comes back, all his stuff's gone. So now he's trying to figure out where his stuff went. No one will tell him where his stuff went. Yeah. Um, so he's just walking around like, I got to go. Like, where's my stuff? Like, just all this, all this different stuff, you know? <laughs> his jeans and shirt ended up cut with scissors. Ugh. And all the, um, all the whatever strips of it were at the bottom of the cold tub. Oh. Yeah. It's like Mighty Ducks going in with the freezer thing. <laughs> yeah. And like... Didn't put any stuff in the locker anymore, yeah. but that's a that's a tough lesson to learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a tough way to learn it. But so somehow, uh, you know, the handing out old guy <laughs> jerseys isn't quite I got as off bad. a little easier. Yeah. yeah. But uh, who's your who's your favorite teammate of all time? 
man. Man, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I'm going well, to like, make, make so many people so mad. Oh, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Let's see. Uh, just go, like, just with the Indians. How about that? Just with the Indians? Um, I like so many of the guys for different reasons. I guess, like, if you have to ask me who I have, like, the best relationship with, it's probably Clev. Yeah. Because we just always go back and forth, like, yeah. we talk all the time, you know? But, uh, I mean, Nick Goody, Neil Ramirez... Shane Bieber, like, just all my yeah. guys, dude. Like a lot of good dudes. It's so hard to yeah. tell, you know. My brother just talks about how hilarious Carrasco is. He's unbelievable. We had him on Bauer Bites. It is really? hilarious, is dude. It funny? He, but like, it, the the interesting thing about Cookie is, he's he's like two different people. Mm -hmm. Like, he's who he is at the field, which is just this, like, just out there hilarious like child yeah like just but hilarious you uh -huh. know and then like you see him off the field and he's like super respectful like grown <laughs> up he's got like a beautiful family like a yeah. bunch of kids and it was like just everything's like super locked down it's like away from the field and cookie yeah the field. <laughs> yeah dude and, and but like every time he walks in it's just like you, like you can't help but just laugh yeah like when you're around him and smiling it's like such a great energy about yeah. him you know there's nothing better than, not saying that Latin guys aren't all awesome, but mm -hmm. there's nothing better than, like, a Latin guy who, like, is just, like, out of the world, out of this world funny. Yeah. Like, just, like, the accent makes everything even that much funnier. Like, Jose Ramirez is a funny guy, uh -huh. but the fact that he, like, his English isn't great, <laughs> it just makes it so, so much immediately funnier. immediately spikes the humor. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny, dude. Like, the way he walks around, he, like, he'll do something, but, like, he can't say anything really about it because he doesn't, like know how to communicate it uh -huh. in English, but he'll like do something and just kind of like look at you and you're like, what? And he just kind of like looks at you again and you're like, and you start looking around like, and then he's just like laughing and pointing with all the other guys yeah. and it's like, and what? he just like walks off like <laughs> how he walks and I'm like, what was that? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what just happened, but that was hilarious. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> like, we have a good, we have a good relationship too. I'm always like wearing him out. He, he loves to tell me that he, um, uh, he wants to face me. And he's going to hit a homer off me. He's always uh, like, hey, you. <laughs> homer. And I'm like, I, I just go back and I'm like, well, get in the box. Let's go. I'll set it up right now. 20 minutes, field one. Let's go. <laughs> so last year I'm coming back from, my, uh, from being hit in the ankle. So I'm throwing a sim game. So a bunch of the guys. But it's like, it's like mid-September, like September 15th or whatever. And we already clinched. And so I'm out there throwing a sim game, and he shows up in the dugout, like in the middle of the sim game. I'm like, hey, you, let's go. Get in the box. Get a helmet. Get in the box. You want to face me? Let's go. And I start yelling at him, and he's just like sitting in the dugout, just laughing. Yeah. Just like walking around, like, ah. <laughs> like, just wouldn't get in the box. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. And Come I on. asked him after, I was wearing him out after. I was like, dude, you, like, you talk all the time. You want to face <laughs> me? I gave you the opportunity. Like, it was perfect. And he goes, oh, you throw too slow. 88, <laughs> 90, I need harder. 98, 99. He's still talking after yeah. he refused to hear that. Oh, he's still dude. talking. And then this spring, like, I have live, B, live ABs. And he's, like, on field three. I'm on field four. So I'm like, dude, you got to switch groups. I can go to the coaches trying to get him to switch groups. And he's like, oh, it's okay. It's you, okay. Don't, you don't throw hard enough. <laughs> I'm like, you are joke. such a shit. I hate you. Joke, but I love yeah. you at the same time. Yeah. But, like, he, Position players love to talk. Oh. They love it. All the time. They all love the time. It. Yeah. Because they, they don't have to ever back it up for real. Yeah. <laughs> Until they go to another team or you go to another mm -hmm. team. And then mm -hmm. it's like, like Michael Brantley always talks about, he's like, TB, I would walk to the plate with no bat <laughs> off you. Like, I'm just not going to swing. Like, you walk too many people. You ain't ever going to throw me three strikes. I know for a fact. 
You're going to try to a front hip two seam. You're going to miss. You're going to try some BS curveball in the dirt. I'm not going to swing at it. <laughs> and now we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to face him in like a month. You, you know got I mean? you got it already sequenced out in your head. Oh yeah. Yeah. The thing about Brant is he's such a good hitter that you got to just throw it right down the middle. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what to do with it. Because no one ever throws it there. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like if you throw it away, he's shooting it the other way. If you yeah. throw it in, he's going to roll it over through the four hole for a hit. Yeah. Never an out. Always just like perfectly placed between two people diving. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you throw him a breaking ball that misses the zone by this much. He's just like, doesn't swing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He just he doesn't swing and miss like no. ever. It's, it's ridiculous. He literally has the highest, uh, like, or the lowest in zone swing and miss rate at like three and a half percent. That's incredible. In the big leagues. It's like him and Votto. They just never, they never swing and miss at balls in the zone. And then he doesn't chase either. He's like yeah. such a professional hitter, you know? Yeah. But I can't wait to face him because, like, I'm pretty sure when he walks up there, I'm just going to, like, bow to him and then, like, <laughs> tell him what pitch is coming and just try to mess with him mentally and see what he does. He's probably just going to, like, back foot a homer off me. <laughs> I hope, That'd be great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, like I wanted to face like, uh, but something like he's he's off in Florida, obviously, because he's with the Astros yeah. in spring training. Like, I can't wait to face some of these dudes in spring training and just because because it doesn't it doesn't matter, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So you could just I could throw a ball like literally four feet behind him and just laugh or just like yell at him in the box. Like I always say, I'm gonna do that the first time I face Bradley. I'm gonna throw behind him, but oh. Probably won't. <laughs> you should. Probably, I'm probably gonna want to get him out too bad. If you throw up behind him on the first pitch, like you win already. Like there's no way he's gonna stand in the box and get a hit. How, <laughs> how can he? I know. He's, he's like, this dude's crazy. What is going on? <laughs> Not even break a smile, just be stone faced. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. Like if I when I face him, it's gonna be like <laughs> we never because we never faced each other. He's always played together. Yeah, we always played played together. Oh, and then, yeah. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be wild. When do we we play each other pretty early in the year, right? I think so. It's definitely gonna be my highest VLO numbers of the year. Oh, <laughs> you popping up some hundos? Yeah, I'm gonna let it ride. A little, little adrenaline. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta have like a gentleman's bet on that. Like, I'm throwing you nothing but heaters. Yeah. You and me. My He's, mom's gonna be like, I hope he hits a hard line drive right at somebody. <laughs> yeah, everybody and you both wins. wins. You both win. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right. What we got I'm tonight? Gonna start, can I come over here yeah, tomorrow night, too? I mean, this looks this absolutely incredible. Unbelievable, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's... So you're getting... Is he just cooking it up for you every, nightly with this? Yeah, man. This is wild. That's right. I mean, this is a way to do it. Absolutely. Start a media company just to get some good food. <laughs> I've been that's doing it wrong my whole... <laughs> this is wild. Goodness gracious. When did you decide you wanted to start doing all like this stuff? Um, oh, are you kidding me? So, a couple a couple years Bye. ago. Oh. Yeah. It's no joke, man. We do things right. I mean, that's just melting. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I'm not inviting you to a big league show and not giving you a big league meal. This is a big league meal. You know? This is it. This is the answer to all life's problems right here. And there's cheese on this. <laughs> I don't think there's anything better. Like, I don't think there's one food group outside of like dessert that isn't made better by cheese. Just saying. I'll throw cheese on anything. I know there's something else you like to throw in everything too. <laughs> you want us to bring out some ketchup? <laughs> How? I mean, that's tragic. Who told you? Who? who? <laughs> I mean, who didn't tell me this? <laughs> it's a folklore. It's not. Is it a folklore? Accurate. It's accurate, but 
I mean, Pat Mahomes has already got the whole Heinz deal locked up, so I'm in trouble with that. I'm behind the eight ball. I don't know, man. I've been getting better. I've. Uh, what, <laughs> what does that look like? Getting breaking your your ketchup addiction. Is it like well only two meals a day? Is it? I'm basically only breakfast now. So like I can't eat eggs without ketchup. When I was a kid, I literally put ketchup on everything, like anything you could think of. I put ketchup on it, and not yogurt? like a little amount, like a, like an like a rude amount of ketchup. Like yogurt. Like offensive amounts of ketchup, not yogurt, <laughs> but like steak, chicken. So you're so you're rolling into. I would into, have bread with just ketchup on it. So you're rolling into Ruth's Chris. Oh, buddy. Or Morton's. Bring out the ketchup. And you're getting a fillet. Give cooked me at 500 degrees. Yep. Coming out on a steaming plate, perfectly seasoned and everything. I'm paying for it. I want to enjoy it. And you're going. Can I get some ketchup? Yes. And I get the desk stare, and probably getting spit and whatever else I were. But I'm gonna enjoy my steak with some ketchup. Hey. I'll, yeah. <laughs> props to you, man. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. A man that knows what he wants and sticks to it. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's just ketchup, though. That's where it's at. It's, that's it. Um, Is it true or false that you tried to convince people that it's healthy for you? <laughs> I will neither. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think it's the best for you, but if it makes you feel good, bud, mm. that's what well, you're looking for. Yeah, that's right. You know, look good to feel good, feel good to play good. So, amen to that. Any of those that you can check off at any time. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I've back, I've toned it down. I've toned it down a lot. Um, like I would have six years ago, there would be ketchup on this on this meal. Vegetables, any vegetable. Just huh. drown it in ketchup. Interesting. How about fruit? I mean, you go on like orange slices. I actually dipped love in ketchup. fruit. No, but I did have a ketchup off with somebody um, when I was in like seventh grade or something, mm -hmm. and it was like pretzels, grapes, strawberries. Like, how much ketchup can you just straight douse? Mm. I obviously took that to the hut. Mm. Yeah, there was no beating me in that. Um, All right. I mean, but, I thought I had some weird food, mm -hmm. food choices, but that's up there, man. Yeah. So. I think I still got you beat, but. With what? F food choices? Cereal. You put I, ketchup on cereal? No, 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 not ketchup. Oh. Come on, dude. So that's impressive. I mean, that's a, that's a little absurd. I would have What are we talking it. about here? I would have respected it. No, I eat, uh, how do you eat your cereal? With milk. I hated milk growing up. I do too. I don't drink milk. So I had my cereal with anything but milk. Really? I was, what? I mean, we're talking like Kool-Aid. Fair. Lemonade, apple juice, fruit juice. I went as far as Gatorade. That's wild. I've had uh, soda, Sprite with cereal. <laughs> That's wild. Um, this yeah. is starting to get outlandish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever, whatever was available. Yeah. I just tried a bunch of different things. My favorite was like... Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or Life, yeah. with apple juice. I so I've I've actually had apple juice with cereal. Okay, thank you. You're literally the first person I've ever said this to. That's like, oh yeah, I've tried that. I've tried it. Okay. But I was also made fun of an incredible amount for my eating habits over the years. 
which have really been more mainstreamed as I've gotten older, just more out of sheer shame than anything else. <laughs> um, hey, man, don't, don't let people talk you off of what you know you like. No, I know, you I know? know. But I did need to back off the ketchup train, um, although I still, if nobody's around, I'll still put ketchup on a steak like, and chicken, like, without a doubt. If it's just me at the house and I make, a, like, a great steak or some good chicken breast, I'm lathering that thing up. All right. If I'm in public, no chance. So you have your own, like, I mean, is it a certain brand or just any ketchup? I mean, you got to go Heinz. Heinz. But I'll go the most off-brand ketchup you've ever heard of that's been, like, shipped in from bum. Wherever ketchup's yeah, made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll throw that on there still, like, mm -hmm. if I need to. Last night, devastating. Uh -oh. We had night game pitched against the Mariners. Get yeah, home. No. It's like 11.30, we had, there was Chick-fil-A at the field. To, I was trying to go to, to dinner with Sam last night, and he kept texting me, oh, we're delayed, we're delayed, oh. Yeah. He was it was taking to... forever to get loose, like, <laughs> delayed. Yeah. I got no sleep last night because you had to pitch. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Late dinner, huh? Mm -hmm. You guys went, you got some sushi? Mm -hmm. Big Dave? That place is legit. That's great sushi. Out there, yeah. Uh, had to put his order in for him. Uh, I sent him pictures of the menu. So I'm, here I am sitting alone at a table, snapping pictures of the menu like 20 <laughs> minutes before closing. That's Sam so wasn't going to be there. He rolls in like... That was the latest I've thrown in a game, too. I've been like throwing like first out of the pen all the other ones, but I threw like the eighth hey inning yesterday. So. You start throwing up sevens and eights in spring training and punching dudes out, you start sliding towards the back end of that bullpen. <laughs> start sliding back. <laughs> yeah. I'll I mean, take whatever. I'll throw, I'll throw in the 14th if it means I get a job. <laughs> I don't care. That's right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah... All the driveline boys, I mean, talk about a committed just group of guys sitting through a rain, rain freezing mm -hmm. cold. Gotta love it. Blowing you up on social? Yeah. Blasting you out there? Big Gouda. <laughs> That's right. I've been really struggling to try to come, because, like, they ask you what nickname you want for Players Weekend. Uh-huh. And I don't have a nickname, because I... I'm like the guy my whole life. I've always like given nicknames just because I'm an idiot and I just. What say about Zimbabwe? I, people have called me that, but it's also a country, so I don't want to get too. I had Zimbab, Zim, Zim Nation, Zimchowski, Zim. Zim Shady. Zim Shady. Bradley got that. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's all bummed out earlier this year because they're like, oh, you can't do Zim Shady. It's like copyright. He's like, it's not what? even the same thing. Not even close. Yeah, that's what they were trying to tell us. So that's really dumb. I was like. I told our class, we were sitting at the table eating, our clubhouse, our head, head club guy, ah, Jesus, our head clubhouse guy came over and was like, hey, you can't do Zim Shady, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you put Zim Shady on the list, yeah. and if anybody has any problems with it, you come talk to me. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like Eminem's going to be like, oh, Zim Shady, yeah. lawsuit, let's go. Yeah, yeah, no chance. That's not happening. There's but, no way. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, what my Players Weekend jersey will be this year? Oh, isn't it, is it O-Charts? Twitter handle? Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's, that's a tough nice. scene, man. Yeah, that's tough, but that's all right. I'm really hoping that... Taking it like a champ. Hey, man, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to see Ochart self-execute himself out of a pitching machine at 100 miles an hour. That's impressive. Boom, and it got, a, got on MLB Network and stuff, so... That's I've won impressive. my fair share against him, but, yeah. We had a, I had a bet with Sam um, the last day before I came here. He got lucky because there was a snowstorm. It was my last bullpen up there. Oh. And it was if I hit 95, he had to 
buy me something. I don't remember what it was. But if I didn't, I had to put in my Twitter handle, at uh, Sam Breen, whatever is my daddy. <laughs> so that would have been wild. That could have gotten misconstrued pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you, uh, so it never happened? No, because the snow, the snow that storm? giant snowstorm. So I left a day early to come down. Dude, I was that like, snowstorm was before. nuts. It was insane, dude. Because I literally. I left. And uh, my truck was still up there, and everything was fine. My truck, gets, was... my truck gets down here, and there's a massive spiderweb crack in the windshield. I had the tiniest little chip, and like oh the snow. And the snow it froze and cracked and snow like there was literally just spiderweb my entire windshield. Damn. Yeah, it was insane. I've never like I didn't even know it snowed in Seattle like ever. No. And then all of a sudden, there's like a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah. I'm, like what is happening? It'll like it'll freeze like once or twice. But it's always just like 40 and gray and misty and miserable mm -hmm. in the winters anyway. Summers are unbelievable there. You been up there in the summer? I was there all last summer. Oh, yeah. Just on the couch, sucking wind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ripping through every show on Netflix. You find any good ones? I mean, I've seen literally everything. So <laughs> you're bound to run into a good one when you're fishing with that big of a net. What you what do you go with? What's your go-to guy? I mean, you you name it, I've seen it. I've been in rehab for six years. Like, there's nothing I haven't seen. <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Like, you know, you a Ozarks guy? Oh yeah. Bad. Right. Yep. Seen him. Seen him. Um, Dexter. Seen it. Like, I honestly would challenge you to try and name a show that I have not seen. Mm. I'm not a big show guy. There you go. So I'm going to lose that? Spoken like a true man of health. <laughs> um, Maybe I got to get a drone or something. To... Nah, dude, those things are dangerous. You'll end up back on the DL. <laughs> Might attack your elbow or something. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> just yes. coming at you. They'll bite, man. What happened there? It was just like you were messing with it and just... So I was out earlier that day. It was a brand new one. I just designed it all, built it, wired it. Everything was good. Was out that day. Flew. I flew like two or three packs, um, and then halfway through the third one, it was uh, it was just flying along, and like tumbled out of the air. This happened before, so I was like, okay. Went over there, picked it up, headed the field, did my stuff, headed back to the hotel, and uh, usually what happens when when something like that happens, the troubleshooting that you do is. You plug it in and mm -hmm. you start the motors and you see which one spins and which one doesn't. Mm -hmm. Then you know which which one's bad, and so you can repair it. Yeah. So, but sometimes like they'll all spin unless you have the propellers on. Yeah. So you can't really tell if you don't have a propeller on. Mm -hmm. So I've done this literally hundreds of times in troubleshooting over the years. So I set it on my bed. Mind you, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm just like hanging out in my hotel, can't sleep. Yeah. So I set it on my bed. We get the battery, and I plug it in. Well, apparently, something in the in the board went wrong, some sort of like electrical misfunction yeah. so, or malfunction. Because what's supposed to happen is you plug it in, and like nothing, the propellers don't spin, nothing happens. Yeah. Well, I plugged it in, and the one propeller that was bad like spun at full throttle, just <laughs> like max. Nice. So the way I plugged it in was like this, and my pinky was just like this. Oh no! And the blade hit me three times before I could you get move. my hand out of there. <sighs> so like it hit me and I went like this to get my hand out. Yeah, the smart. battery slams against the wall. 
actually there's blood splatters like <laughs> from my like I don't know how CSI crime investigation yeah dude on the wall and I look down and there's a flap of skin are you done eating by the way yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm good. there's a flap of skin hanging open I'm like that's not good because I can see the bone yeah and I just see like slowly like blood just starting to like bubble up and uh. just like bleed everywhere and I was like okay so I looked for like a like a tie or something yeah. to like tie it off yeah couldn't find anything, grabbed a hotel towel, wrapped it. So now I'm like putting pressure on it and holding like this. I know I got to go to the ER. Yeah. And I'm like trying to dial on the phone, oh. like trying to figure out like how to dial like the operator. <laughs> so I'm like laying on the floor, the phone's on the floor, like pressing it like this. <laughs> and I like pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, I need a, can you call me a cab to the ER? And they're like, what? I mean, it's 310 in a freaking hotel and someone's calling from their room to like get a cab to the ER. I can't imagine what they're thinking. Yeah. You know, and they're like, uh, sure. So now I walk down, and of course, like, it's in the middle of the playoffs. So literally, everybody on the street sees me, like, holding my pinky, oh, and they're like, God. what is I happening? I hop in the cab, I get to the ER, and they, uh, you know, they have me sit there and look at it, and they like, stop the bleeding or whatever. And yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to need stitches, but I don't want to stitch you up before we talk to your doctors. I'm like, well, they're not going to be up for the next four hours. Um, so am I just going to sit here and, like, I was like, just stitch me up. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just get it closed. I got a pitch in two days. Yeah. And so they God. stitched it up and went back, got back to my hotel at like 5.30. Like, I got to get some sleep. I'll show up to the field a little bit later. Well, they had to make the roster decisions at 10.30 that morning. Yes. So I had texted my trainer. And I was like, hey, got some news you're not going to want to hear, but I'm in the ER getting stitches in my pinky, blah, blah, blah. So at 7.30 in the morning, I get, I'm like just dead asleep because I'm yeah. tired of shit. Yeah. Just boom, boom, boom for like 20 minutes on my door in the hotel. I finally wake up, like look out of the peephole. There's no one there. Open the door. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, who's banging on my door? Like, I literally lay back down in bed, pull the covers. My phone starts ringing. I like pick it up. I'm like, hello. I'm like, hey, this is Mike Segge. He's our traveling secretary. Yeah. Like, we need you to get to the field as soon as possible. I'm like, all right, uh, like, I'm in bed. I was going to be there, like, 1130. Is that all right? Because we had practice, like, four or something, yeah. you know? And he's like, no, we need you to come to the field now. I'm like, all right. So I roll into the field, two hours of sleep. Ugh. They're, like, looking at my pinky. They take me out in the hallway to see if I can play catch and see what happens with it, see how the stitches hold up. So, like, six hours after slicing this thing open, You're trying to play catch I'm out in the hallway, like, playing catch. Blood's, like, oozing through the uh. stitches. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Like, just give it a couple days. It'll be perfectly fine. Um, then Could you like, not, like, just, like, throw a ridiculous amount of tape on it or something? That's the thing. It's my pitching hand. So I yeah, can't have a it's foreign... It's your pinky. Oh. I can't have a foreign substance or a foreign anything yeah. on my pitching hand because it's, like... But it's your pinky. Like, Even though my pinky, literally, there's not a single pitch. It's like, I guess your changeup, it's kind of touching it, maybe, but barely. For, yeah. And, no, couldn't have anything. Like, I couldn't put, like, new skin on the back of my pinky or whatever to, like, or super glue to help super hold glue? the stitches together. Nothing. Wow. So, yeah, they ended up putting me on the roster, and then I went out there and bled all over the mound in Toronto, yeah. and then single-handedly lost the Indians the World Series uh, because of a stupid toy that I was playing with. And yeah. that's, uh, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. That's tough. That's yeah. all right. You're making it up. It's all right. It I mean, that's, but it's like, dude, like, no, like, 
nobody can actually get mad at you about that. I feel oh, like because you're wrong. Well, no, no, I know people. You are so wrong. No, people can. <laughs> people can find a way to get mad about nothing. Like especially yeah. nowadays, everybody. It's like a competition who can get more outraged about mm -hmm. nothing. But it's like think about it. Like you're a nor like you're you're a human being. Like and you're not doing anything like stupid necessarily. Like you're just yeah. Well, here's know. the thing. Like. How many times have guys gone out like, oh, so-and-so like cut their finger in a bar fight or like, you know, yeah. whatever, right? It's like you're in your hotel room working on your drone. like. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, like what an idiot. And then the next day they just forget about it because it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, was there a bar? Like everybody's been in a bar fight, right? Yeah. Like no one's ever played with a drone or built a drone. Yeah. So they don't understand like, what an idiot playing with his toy, stupid decision at the wrong time of year. Like this guy needs to focus on baseball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, like... Jabroni broke dick over here Jabroni is, broke dick. <laughs> is out at six in the morning with like pissed drunk, passed yeah, out in the gutter. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and that's like, oh, dude, that th that dude's tight. He's, he gets he it. Rage he and gets yeah. it. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it was probably the worst possible timing that could have happened too. Absolutely the worst. That's well, it. well, it could have happened right before the World Series, you know, mm. but. Fair. It happened right before ALCS. Yeah, just any time in the playoffs. Is the we worst. ended up, we won the game that I missed, like somehow. I went two thirds of an inning, and the bullpen came in and just like fucking shoved. Killed it. Yeah. You know, we ended up winning that series in five, went to the yeah. World Series, and I pitched like perfectly fine in the World Series. Yeah. I mean, I didn't pitch well, like, but I pitched, if you look at my last. You pitched two, fine. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. If you look at my last two months that year, I had like a 5 5 ERA over the last two months, and I had a 5 5 in the playoffs. It was like, I just. Did exactly what I was doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But That's tough. Shit happens. Tough. Yeah. Especially when you're in public eye, shit happens. Oh, uh, yeah. And me, too. Mm -hmm. Just a lightning rod. <laughs> People love to get outraged about anything I do. Yeah. That's like, it's like, it literally is like competition these days. Like, who can be more It's unbelievable, isn't nothing? it? Yeah. Like, what are we doing with our lives, man? Now you just sit on Twitter. Or I think it's just, just the social media aspect is like it exacerbates it so much. Because like if you get somebody in person, it's like no one's ever like that in person. Real life interactions, even today, yeah. it's such an outrageous like outrage culture or whatever. Like mm -hmm. nobody's actually like that when you get in person. It's just no, like dude. you hide behind the keyboard and you're like Mr. Tough Guy or yeah, and you say whatever you want. Yeah, no repercussions. And exactly. it's like this. The more inflammatory you are, the more chance that you either get blocked or get a response. And yeah. then it's like, oh, I'm famous because so-and-so noticed me. Yeah. It's like, is that really? It, like, encourages yeah. outlandish behavior. That's or... the other thing I don't understand. Like, people celebrate getting blocked. Like, is that <laughs> what? Yeah. Dude, I'll block someone on Twitter, and then they'll screenshot it yeah. and blast it out to all their followers. And all their followers it. are, like, sending me the screenshot. Like, oh, why'd you block him? Like, you're soft. I'm like, okay, hold on. It's such a lose-lose. Like, well, hold on. Like, in what world? So if you don't like what I have to say on my Twitter, you just unfollow me. Yeah. And I don't show up on your Twitter. Yeah. Right? If I don't like what you have to say on my Twitter, I, have no, I can't unfollow you. I'm not following you anyway. Yeah. Like, you can just say whatever you want to me. Yeah. So my unfollow button is the block button. Yeah. And I just don't want to hear what you have to say. But then as soon as I do that, it's like, oh, you're soft. I got to you. I did this and that. Like, it's yeah. celebrated. It's like, what are we talking about here? Uh-huh. you kidding me? Yeah. I just literally have no interest in what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get it on a way, obviously, greater scale than I've had it. But and I, but like the the type of stuff people have said to me, like when I've gotten hurt again, or like oh. more setbacks and stuff, and people start tweeting at me, like you're such a soft. Little. It's like, dude, you have no clue. Like yeah. you have absolutely no clue what it's like to go out there and try to make a living, like getting guys out with a 
like a sledgehammer. To your, Mike Tyson's punching you in the shoulder every yeah. time you try to throw a ball. Like, just save it, buddy. Like, like, yeah, you think I don't, don't want to... I'm not trying? Yeah, you, you think, think I don't like want to be out hurt? there competing? Yeah, it's just like, exhausting. Yeah. But, for, like, it's like the loudest, most outrageous people are the people that, you, like, you well, hear the most. But it's, like, it's also, like, the minority. It really, like, in real life, oh, it's no the doubt. minority. Like, normal majority of people are good people. I like. Well, you can like, get sucked into it, too, because, like, if there's three or four people and there are two or three burner accounts each... You got 12 tweets. That might be all the tweets you get that day, and it's all like, oh, you suck, you're bum, yeah. blah, 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 right? And so you're just reading through Twitter, and you're like, man, this is the public perception of me. Yeah. And you go to the grocery store, and you're like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. I like, I want to hide, because yeah. does this person think that? And you can get sucked into this trap where it's like, it's an alternate sense of reality. It's not real. It's yeah. not real life. Because you go talk to the, the guy that you met seven years ago or whatever, and he's like, dude, what's up? Like... You remember this time, that time? You're like, oh. Yeah. This people, is like, people are normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, this exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm all right, guy. Yeah. That's like, why. Social yeah. media has just given everybody a, like a megaphone. Yeah. Like just, they can get in contact with anybody at any time to say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that. I just started trying to put it in perspective. Like those people that are like coming at you with just trash. It's like. They're doing that because, like, they cannot be happy in their own life. Is this, if this is giving them satisfaction, like, something's wrong in their world. Yeah. So it's like, I almost feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's just starting dumping. Taggy's just getting, like, absolutely poured on right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh-oh. R.I.P. lights. See, never. They seem to be okay, yeah. anyway. How long have you been doing, like, all the, like, what got you into, like, this, like, the media Well, it was... Space. Is it Momentum was, your, like, it's your deal, right? Yeah, yeah. so Taiki and I co-founded it. Yeah, okay. Um, basically, like, there's three things. One, like, I got so sick and tired of having any jabroni writer be able to write whatever he wants whatever. about me yeah. with no repercussions. Yeah. Doesn't have to fact check anything, can misquote me all he wants, can uh -huh. just, and then he influences the public opinion of me. Yeah. Two, like I got, like me and Clev were talking about it the other day. Like we play in Cleveland. We love playing in Cleveland. Cleveland is a small market and like no national broadcast or anything picks up anything in Cleveland, mm -hmm. Milwaukee or Minnesota. Kansas like, City. Yeah, Kansas yeah. City. Like Jose Barrios was an all-star last year, and ain't nobody know that. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So if you, unless you play in Boston, New York, LA. Chicago, or L.A., like, national media doesn't pick up anything you do, unless it's just so spectacular that they just cherry-pick a guy like Lindor in Cleveland or yeah. whatever. So trying to give guys... That was, that was the best meal I've had all spring. That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to the team then. <laughs> <laughs> um... So giving guys in small markets a chance to like get out, you know, get their name out there. Yeah. And then just baseball in general is like terrible at promoting athletes yeah. and the game itself. Like mm -hmm. our average fan age is in the 50s. Yeah. And every other major sports in the mid 20s. So like two or three years ago, I was just super fed up with like the media just saying whatever they want about me. I was like, you know what? I'm just never going to talk to the media again. Screw them. And then obviously like you can't do that. Yeah, it's not going to accomplish anything else that you want like off the field yeah so i was like well okay i'll love it thank oh, you maybe yeah 
These look great. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you. you. Uh, yeah, so that was like, then nothing really happened with it for a year or two. And I just like always had this in the back of my mind, of, like, I just like, there's got to be a solution to this, you know? And then 2017, I, at the All-Star break, I got into photography. Mm -hmm. And I got a camera, started making some videos on my own. Like, I'd made drone videos a lot before, but started making like more cinematic, I guess, type of stuff or yeah. like, trying to tell a story. And then when Taiki went freelance, like he was out here just hanging out uh, last spring training, just spending like a week out here. And we just got to talking one night, like, oh, we should do something like this. Like none of this content exists anywhere mm -hmm. else. Like, why don't we just do that? And so we spent all of last year kind of planning it out, figuring out what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it and all that stuff and then launched it. And so, Dude, so far I, it's like, like, I truly think this is like the future of yeah, and I think this is gonna take the sport like to that like, because there really isn't that outlet in baseball where it's because like, you have the media and they're in the locker room every day, but it still is like it's the media and like you do give like those sort of like cliche answers. Dude, and it's yeah, just, because like, as soon as you say anything, it gets it's blown up. Headline, yeah. right? And then they write it however to get the most clicks you can just in give a little snippet, two hundred words or whatever, yeah. you know, and then everybody thinks that you're this or that, you're soft, you're a douchebag, you're a whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you look at like the NBA or NFL. So much like, more access, like. More access, more personality, more, content, yeah. more like players just speaking on whatever it is they feel. If the fans don't want to read an article about a guy, they just go to his social media. He's over there hanging out with Diddy. <laughs> this guy's over there hanging out with Drake at his concert. Yeah. LeBron's got his shop show, right? Uh -huh. He's just shooting the breeze with all his dudes. Yeah. Like, out in movies, like these guys are everywhere. Yeah. Like I saw something today that last year LeBron earned like 52 million off the court in endorsements and stuff, which is more than double what the top 10 earners in baseball made combined. That's insane. Which is just nuts. I mean, he is LeBron, but still is nuts. Of course, yeah. right? But it's like, look at like OBJ has his thing. And yeah. OBJ is a great player. Yeah. He's coming to Cleveland actually just today. Oh, did he? Him and Baker Mayfield gonna team up in Cleveland. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell went to Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess Vegas now. But yeah. Whenever they're going to Vegas. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like all these guys are out there and it gives them so many opportunities off the field to do whatever they want. Yeah. Like you can get a whatever endorsement deal. Like um, I think OBJ like turned his headphones that He's he wears yeah, before the game into like a Beats like sponsorship or something. Yeah. You know, but like with baseball players, like you know how it is in the minor leagues too. Like, yeah. You know. It's all about the team. Give the cliches. Like we have, a, we have a meeting every spring training teaching us how to deal with the media. And it's yeah. like, oh, you know, just defer. Don't answer the question if you don't want to. This, that, and the other. And it's like, so as soon as, and... yeah, as soon as the camera or the mic goes off, then it's like, bro, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. Like, and your personality comes out, right? But well, you can't do that with traditional media. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like this in like NBA and NFL locker rooms and stuff. But dude, like, the amount of personality in a MLB or just baseball clubhouse, like, it's unbelievable. Dude. And, like, the fans want to, like, see that. So like, much. Like, they want to see, like, what guys are actually like. What? And, like, it's like, like that video you, like, mic'd up for your first start. Like, I don't know how many views or whatever that got. But, we like, hit a, we like, hit a million every, views in 30 hours. Like, that's what people want. And it's like, dude, like, I was dying laughing watching. Like, it's hilarious. But it's like, it's not only like this hilarious, it's like, because, like, I'm a pitcher too. And it's like, that's exactly like what's going through yeah. all of our head. Like, turn around, like, oh, 92, like, yeah, that ain't yeah. gonna play. Like, that's yeah. exactly what all of us are thinking. You, you, well, you watch Bull Durham, 
Yeah. And like all these things, like the mound visit, right? Yeah. Like no fan has any idea what's actually said during a mound visit. All they know is Bull Durham. Yeah. And like, hey, you know, so and so, we need to we need to sacrifice like a live rooster. Like he needs a <laughs> wedding present. Like yeah. I need a day off. Like all that different stuff, right? Uh-huh. But there are so many funny and hilarious things said yeah. during mound conversations. Yeah. That, like. Just a little bit of that access would go so far. Yeah. Or just any access. What do starting pitchers talk about for four out of five days in the yeah. dugout? Like what you know, or whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's, that that is what the game needs, I think, completely. Like yeah. the more a fan gets to know a player and gets to know a personality, the more invested they're gonna be. Because they feel like they no know that person. It's like it's like a, a TV show. Like you get invested because you know the person, you know mm-hmm. their backstory, you know what they're about, and you're rooting for them that, that much harder. Yeah. It's like MLB is so worried about like pace of play, all this other stuff. Which, I mean, sure, like if you if you like that will probably help bring a, like maybe more of a, just an average run of the mill fan to the table who's like says, "Oh, baseball so boring." But the more you know about the players and the more you know like about like the behind the scenes type stuff, and just like the personalities and the stupid jokes and it's like the how much fun we're having. It's like a reality TV show every yeah. day in Clubhouse. It's like no doubt. The more that the fan can get into that space, the yeah. more invested they're going to be in the game because it's not just like Joe Smo. How much would people pay? Like uh, coming in in the eighth inning, who you don't even know. It's like, oh, that's a guy like like hard knocks. Yeah. It's like that's uh, what's his totally. name? That tight end there is rooting for. It's like with the rocks. It's like there's something else that they can grasp Dude, onto other Carrasco, than just the game. Carrasco told me a story uh, a couple days ago when we were sitting here having dinner. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. He kills it, dude. Yeah. He kills it. But he told me a story. He's like, he's making $20 a week in, uh, when he had first come over from Venezuela, mm-hmm. making $20 a week, living with eight dudes in an apartment, right? In like uh, rookie ball or whatever, you know, walking 20 minutes to the field back and forth every day. So he Nobody saved up, he saved up 75 bucks and bought himself a bike, a pedal bike, so he could ride back and forth to the field. So he rode to the field, rode back, was super proud, like it went great, woke up the next morning, went to get his bike, gone. Someone <laughs> stole it, right? And now he doesn't have money. Like, he saved up, like... It's the most minor league thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, like, no one knows that. Yeah. So you hear that story about Carrasco, and then all of a sudden it's like, dude, that is, like... I feel so bad for that guy in that situation. Yeah. Like that makes me feel like I want to root for that guy because yeah. like, listen to that guy's Look story. Can you from, believe yeah. it? I'm like no, nothing like that exists, and no no writer writes that because mm. you know, no one's gonna tell a writer that. Mm-hmm. That never comes out. They never think to ask it. Like that's just the stuff that comes up organically in conversations. Right. Like yo, this one time a rookie ball. Like yeah, exactly. And so that like, that's the whole purpose of the company is to just put out, like, <coughs> just give guys a way to do just do that. And mm-hmm. tell and just talk about like what they what they go through. Yeah. Like it would be sick to do a season show following a minor league team. Yeah. Like can you, that's just so <coughs> ridiculous. Guys getting sent down, guys getting released, guys Buddy. getting called up, guys like, you know, oh I, I I'm getting worn out because I've been on the Phantom DL for <coughs> a month and they call me back and I gotta go eight innings because yeah. our bullpen's worn out. Like you're in the PCL, you got a double header, you get home at midnight, and then you got to be up at 3 a.m. to get to the Southwest on the ticket f- table. Yeah. Like, and then you show up, and Southwest booked you on the wrong flight for two mm-hmm. days later, and you got a game seven hours and later. And you're starting that night, yeah. And, yeah, and you roll into the ballpark an hour before a game, having gotten no sleep, and you're trying to go out there and pitch. You mm-hmm. get shelled because you're playing in freaking Albuquerque where the ball flies. 
you know, like just stuff like oh, that. Oh, but they're just all prima donnas who play with drones. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So like just something like that. It would be so good for the sport. Well, like remember, baseball's not missing, like, baseball's not missing rules or it's not three hours instead of two fifty eight mm. or like how fast the game is played. What they're missing is the young people who want to root for a certain player. Yeah. Because like, nowadays, like, fans root for players more so than their favorite teams. Absolutely. Even. Like, you're a Russell Westbrook fan. You're a Tom Brady fan. Like, mm-hmm. as if Brady went to the Packers, like, I would root for the Packers because I like Brady. Like, yeah. I, would, I don't really care about the Patriots, like, right? How many new Lakers fans are there? So the many. LeBron went there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I was a Kobe fan, so I rooted for the Lakers. And as mm-hmm. soon as Kobe was done, like, I just completely lost touch with the team. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But in baseball, it's like, you don't, you can't identify with one of your players or your favorite player because you don't know anything about them. No. You know, as soon as you start creating that link between young people and the player on a personal side, mm-hmm. then they're going to tune in the game like, dude, this dude is sick. Like, I checked out his Instagram. You see that video he posted, like, laughing? Like, yeah. this is hilarious. <coughs> like, this is the dude. Like, what he does is so crazy. Like, it's amazing how he can throw 95. Like, that's how young yeah. people are going to start perceiving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Like, <coughs> well, that's how you get a new, younger audience. Like, because exactly. you're saying the average age is like 50 or something. Like, the only way to get in touch with the new generation of, like, millennials or, like, kids in high school now, it's like, all these kids have social media. Like, when we were in high school, <coughs> social media still exists. And mm-hmm. we're only 27, 28. Like, it's crazy how much the world has changed in just a decade. Zion Williamson went to Duke with 1.8 million followers on Instagram. Which, yeah, like, that's insane. And now everybody wants to watch. Like, I want to watch just to watch that guy play. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, you're, you're obviously a diehard Duke fan, but, like, right. I don't care about Duke, but I want to watch that guy. No doubt. See what he's going to do. Because you want to see him 360 dunk. Uh-huh. You want to see him slam. You want to see him block a shot jumping from the key and, like, like just this ridiculous display of athleticism, right? Yeah. But there's ridiculous displays of athleticism in the big leagues, too. You know, Steph Curry threw a bounce pass in the All-Star game, and it went for a dunk. I checked it. It was trending on Twitter eight minutes after it happened with 1.5 million views, and everyone's going nuts about, oh, Steph's like this, Steph's that, this is awesome, whatever, right? It was just a bounce pass for mm-hmm. a dunk. It was sick, yeah. you know, but it wasn't like the most spectacular thing ever. Yeah. Mike Trout launches himself 15 feet in the air, robs a home run in the most ridiculous catch I've ever seen. You can't find the highlight anywhere. <coughs> yeah, it's insane. No one's talking yeah. about it. I know. It's like that, like I don't that. Know. I don't know if it's because we play 162 games a year, and it's like, seems monotonous, and it's like this... Seems like baseball is just like baseball, but I think a lot of it truly is like just the disconnect between the fans and like the intimate relationship with the player. And like, think of how many opportunities there are in those games for ridiculous stuff to happen. Think of stuff that you see on a daily basis that you've never seen in baseball before. Yeah. You're like, what what just happened? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. None of the fans have, Mm -hmm. but there's 30 games or there's 15 games a day. For six months, yeah, you know, so many opportunities. We have double the amount of players in the league mm-hmm. than any other league had. Well, football they probably more, has, you know, they have more, right? Yeah. But NBA and hockey, at least. Yeah. We have all these dudes. Plus, we have a, such a deep minor league system that, like, just the amount of baseball players is so much greater than any other sport. Yeah. And just, like, we're the least popular, like, least talked about, least, yeah. you know, visual. And we're probably, like, the most diverse in terms of like personality and well, that's the other thing. What sport brings more cultures and more countries together than baseball? None. I mean, in a clubhouse, maybe basketball because there's a lot of Europeans, but like I don't think baseball sure. probably still has more. Well, sure, but Europe it's like and- in in a clubhouse we have uh, people from Brazil, Venezuela, Haiti, Dominican, Puerto Rico, Taiwan, uh, Japan, Korea, Korea, United States, Canada. Yeah. 
uh, Max Kepler is from Germany. You got Australian players. You yeah. got like you just it goes all yeah, over. It's definitely baseball. And you're sitting there with guys from seven different countries and seven different cultures, and they all find a way to get along in a team setting and, and work Every together. Every day for eight months. For eight months. Like, what other sport can bring people together like that? Yeah. Right? And no one talks about that. No one, like, that's not publicized. It's not out there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. Especially yeah. this day and age, like, when people are so, like, socially, it's everyone's biting at everybody, and it's, you know, this this race is responsible for that, and that gender is responsible for this, and yeah. it's just all back and forth, it's you know? It's exhausting. It's like baseball brings everybody together mm-hmm. in that way, and just get and just no one no one talks just the about way it. it is. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, I know it's too bad out there. But. And I wonder what like, I mean, I think I honestly think that this type of stuff is going to just continue to take off, and it, it, somebody need to do it. And I'm glad that you're doing it because. I think it's something that everybody knew needed to happen, but not anybody really knew what that would look like, how to get it off the ground. And I think it's a great way to start. Or uh, had the access, because like MLB could try, but players don't want to work with MLB. Yeah. You know, the PA could do it because they can get the players, but they're not set up to be a, a promotion company. Mm-hmm. They're who better than the, the players? Like right. who are doing it. But you need someone like you who's like willing to actually put in the work and the effort to get it off the ground. And honestly, like you have to have a like sense of I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me, like, mm-hmm. basically, like, whatever, like, to, to a certain extent, like, because, like, when you start trying to do something new, there's always going to be people like, oh, always. why, that's tired, like, why are they trying to do that? The and first guy through the door takes the first, you know, takes all the bullets. Yeah. You know, but you eventually break down the door, and then it's like, oh, the door, you know, everyone just walks through easily. Now, yeah, you know? exactly. So, that's, that's all, that's all we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to, like, work with the players, give them away, promote mm-hmm. them, like, get them to just share yeah. who they are and then like it'll it'll take off. I'm a firm believer if you build the best thing like the monetary stuff and everything will show up yeah. but like you have the best product and yeah. like guys need <coughs> guys need a way to just get themselves out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, so valuable for everybody involved. They're more valuable off the field. MLB is more valuable cuz more people are interested. It helps the agencies, it helps the players, it helps the union, it helps like literally everybody. Absolutely. You know? And it's very rare you find an opportunity that's like literally aligns everybody's interests. Uh, that is very, very rare. Yeah. And there's no negative to it. I mean, unless someone says something so dumb and outlandish, like stupid. But, but that's the thing. But even still, we like give, half- We give all the players we work with the video before anything comes out. So like if you're sitting here talking to me right now, yeah. and we're just shooting the shit, yeah. get a couple glasses of wine, we're having a great time. <laughs> In six months or two months or whenever it comes out, yeah, you're like, we send it to you. And you're like, ah, man, shit, I don't remember saying that. Like, maybe tone that off. Yeah. yeah, we just cut it. Yeah, and then it's like it paints you in the best light. Yeah, it protects the players, yeah. and then it's a positive message for everybody. And that's the beauty no, of the players running it, right? Because like, Cause there's no, it's not like that intermediary that's like they control it. And once you say something, it's like, oh well. Yeah, you know, like you out. you say half a sentence wrong, that's the headline. Yeah, which yeah, is. And, yeah. You could say you could speak for an hour and say the best things ever, yep. right? And you say half a sentence wrong, and it's like, oh, Trevor Bauer says, blah, yeah. and then that's no that's one reads it. the article; they just see the headline. They're like, wow, what a douchebag. That's that's one of the down pitfalls of social media these days, especially like with the political climate and everything. It's like if somebody says one little thing, that's going to be exploded into something Everywhere. that is just like, dude, who even cares? Like, mm-hmm. but that's the way it goes, and so that's good that, I mean to run it yourself and to be out ahead of everything and like I think it's a great idea it's, yeah. I think it's awesome like the fact that you're like you being mic'd up for that start got that much 
positive feedback that quickly is like, there's obviously something here. People are starving for it. Dude, man. like who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. Like everybody wants to see that. If you could have a live mic'd up feed of one player every game, you know how much you could charge for that <laughs> feed? Everybody would listen to that yeah. instead of the announcers. Everybody. Oh, everybody. Dude, if, it was, yeah, if there were no announcers and it was just the pitcher and like, like a pitcher's mic'd up, catcher's mic'd up, and like an outfielder or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, you're walking a fine line there with some of things course, that can't be course. said, but like but, that is what people are literally starving for. Like they want the inside mm -hmm. access. They want to feel like they're there. Yeah. That's the closest that people are going to get. Yep. Well, this has been great, man. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, it's dude. It's been a lot Thanks of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was um, awesome. So, yeah. Good luck this year. Thanks, uh, dude. Happy to hear you're back and feeling good. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Hopefully we uh, beat you guys up a little bit. <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully, Whit Merrifield takes you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking with I'm talking with Whit tomorrow, so we'll Are see you? what he oh, has nice. to say. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I'll tell him you said what's up. Yeah, yeah. All All right, right. Buddy. that was great. Thanks. Yep. Nice. <laughs> I was supposed. And that's a wrap on this episode of Bauer Bites. Joining me next time is Scooter Jeanette, professional hit getter and advocate for our nation's youth. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watch underscore momentum and subscribe to our YouTube page, Watch Momentum, for more behind the scenes, player driven content. Be kind, have a wonderful day, and I'll catch you all right here for the next episode of the Bauer Bites podcast.